Coming to you live from my apartment. It's Rob as a podcast, and now here's the guy who never stops podcasting to eat a muffin. Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Rob Has a Podcast. I am Rob Sesternino, and uh, here I am, all by my lonesome, doing this podcast by myself as Nicole continues to live the life. She's off in Vegas at some alleged nursing conference, and uh, have no fear if you're just a Nicole fan and you just tolerate me because you have to. We are going to check in with Nicole later in the show. We're going to do do the comments with Nicole in like the last half hour or so of the show, so stay tuned for that. We are also going to be talking to our guest today. Her name is Erin Lobdell. Uh, she's going to be making her second appearance on Rob Has a Podcast. We're very excited to talk to her, and I have to say, if I don't know if any of the interns have put together a list of Survivor guests on this show by season, not counting exit interviews. I think Survivor token chains would be running away with this thing between Coach and and Steven and Aaron and Tyson. I don't, that season seems to be the real sweet spot for podcasting. So we're going to talk to Aaron, and that should be a lot of fun. Her last time was tremendous and i think i expect nothing but the same when we talk to erin uh nicole and i also did our first edition of rob has a web show on tuesday morning and it was a lot of fun we had a big turnout lots of people came and watched the show it was very interactive we had a lot of fun i have not been able to post an archive of that show there was some problem with the platform that we use it's a website called vocal.com v-o-k-l-e And they've been awesome so far, but for whatever reason, there was a glitch in the recording of that podcast. So uh, there's not really a good video archive of it. So in the future, we will try to make sure that there's always a video archive for you guys to watch if you couldn't be there. But it was a lot of fun. We'll be doing that every Tuesday morning. And then uh, there's also going to be some other podcasts that we're going to do on the website version of it on vocal uh, along the way. Like, I'm going to be doing some more Saturday podcasts that we're going to do that on vocal as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. In uh, other Survivor news, we got a, finally, a release date for the Survivor Amazon DVD, and it's going to be November 22nd. So about two weeks from now, uh, two weeks from this past Tuesday, that is the day that the Survivor Amazon DVD is going to drop. Uh, we've only waited about... Uh, Eight or nine years for that. But finally, November 22nd, 2011, Survivor Amazon DVD is going to drop. You can still pre-order it on Amazon.com. I think Amazon.com is the only place that you can get it. Uh, There is a banner up in the uh, sidebar uh, right on the right-hand side of the page if you want to check a look at uh, Amazon.com or Amazon on Amazon. So uh, that's, that's how they should market it. That's brilliant. Some other uh, good news this week we had uh, we talked about this on the web show that uh, Ethan, who is you know f- fighting a very brave fight as uh, he has had a recurrence of cancer, uh, Ethan ran in the New York City Marathon this past Sunday, completed it in uh, four hours and twenty minutes, a four twenty for Ethan. Um, my mom was telling me she listened to him on a, another radio interview on a, the Gail King radio show. I don't know, what, know why my mom listens to the. Gail King radio show. Maybe she knew Jenna and Ethan were going to be on there. She said he ran the marathon. And he had F cancer underneath his the soles of his shoes. Uh, really great job by Ethan. And, uh, you know, whatever updates we have, 
on how Ethan is doing. We'll be sure to bring you and let you guys know if there's anything that we could be doing to uh, help Ethan out. But uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and let's get Erin uh, Marie Lobdell on the line. And let's do this. Hello. Hello. Is this Erin Lobdell? This is Erin Lobdell. Hello. What's going on? You're on with Rob Sister Nino. Oh, fantastic. Erin, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be speaking with you at the moment. Oh, now is that because you're bored and in traffic and uh, in the car by yourself? Um, yes, all of the above. All yes. of the above. Yes, totally. Uh, now, I am flying solo today. Nicole is in Vegas right now on an alleged nursing conference, but I am a very good partner to have on a road trip. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like every time I do the show, Nicole, it's an alleged nursing contract. No, um, no. <laughs> not, not every time. Maybe she I doesn't. also have seen a lot of Twitter and Facebook evidence of multiple martinis at this alleged conference. <laughs> Nicole is not missing being on a podcast right now. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Actually, we're going to check in with her after, we're, after I get off with you. Uh, I'm going to call her and we're going to read some of the comments. So we'll, uh, we'll see if uh, she has a Johnny Fairplay-esque performance later oh, on today. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I can't wait. So uh, you're, you're on a road trip right now. I am on a road trip. I am driving from Milwaukee to Chicago. I don't know if it's about a road trip. It's about an hour and a half. <laughs> okay. Although I'm going 35 miles an hour, so it might take me a little bit longer than that. Uh, well, Aaron, I've been waiting to have you on all season just so I can ask you the question about Coach's transformation. Who is this jackass? For real? She's a different person. Yeah. A different person. I don't know this guy. Yeah. that this is. I feel like this is not the same guy that you've okay. played with. I don't know this guy. And I'm going to say this like, okay, pause for the shock and awe. I kind of like this guy. Wow. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> now, early on, Stephen had, we had talked to Stephen like maybe four or five weeks ago about okay. this. And he said that this was actually the same exact coach. He's just being edited differently. I, I actually do think that's true. Um, I don't think that Which he's ultimately. It? Well, here's the thing. The reason that I say that this is not so much of what we saw, I think coach is doing a lot. Coach is doing the editing. He's not playing up the the eccentricities as much as he normally does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, like, when you're at an event, when you're, you're in New York, when you're at a finale, whatever, this is Coach. Like, this is the guy that you that you see. The coach that we were on the island with was this times 15, <laughs> and that's why you saw such a different thing. So he's not being the over-amplified character of Coach as much. Correct. Like he's just actually being himself and it's kind of nice. Yeah. So I still have a lot of things to say about it, but it's kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice. So you've been impressed with coach. I have, I have, I've actually been very impressed with coach's gameplay. Whoa. What, what most impresses you about coach's gameplay? Um, I feel like he is like really like taking some strategical thought. Um, I think he's really, he's thinking, farther ahead than he ever has before. Um, and he's being a little more inclusive with tribe members. And I think that's really helping him. Um, like great evidence of that would be last week when he was talking to, um, Cochran and just 
immediately was able to get right down to the bottom of, listen, I've been where you are. People make fun of me. I haven't always been, you know, the dragon slayer and blah, blah, blah. And, um, like, I I get your position. I think it sucks. I want to help you. Also, I know you're lying. And Cochrane goes, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, I am. Yeah. So, I mean, I think things like that are really going to benefit him in this game, and it's impressive to watch. Well, what's your take on Cochrane? Have you been impressed with Cochrane so far, and did you like his decision to switch last week? I don't know. Sometimes I really like Cochrane. And other, well, okay, always I really like Cochrane, but there are definitely times where I'm like, why are you being so cocky right now? And it kind of bugs me. You know, it kind of bugs me. I like Cochran. I do. I'm not sure if he is a very good player. I, I'm still not Agreed. sure about this. I know he is a big fan. I know he loves Survivor, but like, I, I think he kind of likes being the victim. A- and um, yeah. I think he kind of gets off a little bit on everybody saying, oh, poor Cochran. Poor mm-hmm. Cochran. Why does everybody be so mean to you? Yeah. You're such a nice guy. Why is everybody? Why is everybody so nice to you? And well, uh, I mean, it maybe has it's editing to be that way. I don't no, know. No, I don't think so. I don't think so because he is enough of a fan that he knew he had to come in with the strategy. And being the nerdy Survivor fan is a pretty good strategy, and you know people are going to pick on you for it, and so you play it up. Yeah, but I don't see him saying like. Oh, well, everybody just thinks I'm a nerd, but I'm really uh, that here's what I'm doing. Here's my plan. I'm going to do this is my next move. Watch this. He's sort right. of he's sort of just like, well, you know, these guys are mean to me and I'm I'm going to I'll show them. I'll get back at them. But like, I don't see any sort of plan here for what Cochran is up to. Oh, I didn't say he had strategy beyond I'm a nerd and I like Survivor. <laughs> I think that's just his strategy. Yeah, and I like him. He's likable. Yeah, I just oh, don't he's very s- likable. I don't see where he's going with this yet. I thought it was a really valid point when Jim said yesterday he's playing straight to third place. Yeah, well, yeah, we, <laughs> I had, we had a... a uh, a question that some somebody had asked. Uh, I, I don't want. I, I hate to jump ahead, but somebody had oh, said no. that, he, that Jim is 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 playing the. Uh, Jim said Cochran is playing the most brilliant third place game in the history of Survivor, and uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to. I wanted to get your take on that. Well, as a fellow member of the of the bronze medal uh, <laughs> club of Survivor, I was about to say I played a pretty good third place game. <laughs> you played a pretty good third place game. Yeah. Uh, most brilliant third place ever, no. But I think it does make the point that, like, playing this game, you're not going to get any farther than third place. I definitely think that that, that is a very valid point. Um, but I think that he is sort of missing a little bit of, like, the empathy card where it is a little, oh, poor me, look at all these bullies standing next to me. And that could, I mean, depending on who he's sitting next to in the end, it could get him votes. You never know. You never it know. could at least get him to second place. It could get him to second place. I'm not sure if we can get him to third, uh, to uh, first place. And that was from Brendan no. No- Brendan Noel. He wanted to know if we were offended. By uh, uh, I was not. No, not at all. Definitely <laughs> not. I don't. I don't take any uh, any stock in that. I had the most brilliant survivor strategy ever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with not offended at all. Okay. It didn't even cross my mind to be offended. 
<laughs> no, I did not. I did not get offended either. Um, but I, I like this cocker, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I just have to, I have to see something at some point. I agree. I completely agree. Let's talk about Brandon Hans a little bit. Uh, and we'll okay. talk about his relationship with Cochran, which is which is taking a uh, an odd turn. But uh, uh-huh. what do you think of Coach's relationship with uh, with Brandon? Well, I mean, it sort of is like kind of the smart move that he said. Like, you know, it's kind of taken on this almost like paternal. Like, I'm going to take you under my wing. Like, we're going to stick together. We're going to do this together. Um, I think that Brandon is such an irrational player that you have to really make him think that he's sort of in the fold and in the decision-making so that you can kind of control his emotions. And I think Coach is sort of doing the right thing with that because he'd be such a wild card otherwise. Like, he reminds me of, like, you know the guy that gets really drunk and then gets really, really paranoid about stuff and, like, sort of, like, creates these things that, like, his girlfriend did that she never did, you know, but he's drunk, so it makes sense in his head. Now, like, is this coming I from a like past experience? Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like that is, like, what happened in Tribal Council last night when Don was speaking and all of a sudden he was hearing something so different than what she was saying. Yeah. That, like, all I was thinking was, man, I'd hate to be out on a Saturday night at the club with this guy. <laughs> like, it just is, the kid is, like, an emotional dude. He's very like, emotional. A lot. Did you yeah. guys have a Brandon Hance in your season, in token jeans? Um, not really. I don't feel like we really had anyone that was, like, so uncontrollable. Well, what about um, Sierra? It, it was different with Sierra because Sierra was, like, pretty dumb. (laughs) It was just, it was so much easier to deal with her where like she would play emotionally, but she wouldn't necessarily play irrationally Mm -hmm. because she wasn't smart enough to really like come up with her own ideas and we should vote out this person or this is what I think the new strategy should be. Like once you sort of corralled her emotions, you could tell her the plan and she would stick to it. Yeah. If anything, it seems like Coach has learned uh, a lot from his first season, whereas once he got up in numbers mm-hmm. at, the, at the merge, uh, that what did you guys merge at? Was it like 6-4? Um, yes. Something yeah, like six, that. Yeah, 6-4, and then um, it very quickly became 6-3. Yes, and Coach, was, yeah. and Coach is like, well, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take out the guys I don't want from my alliance. Let me bring in JT yep. and Steven. And then uh, I'm going to yep. start picking off the guys I don't like. And he's not doing mm-hmm. that this season. It's impressive. I I really feel like he has learned a lot from having done this before. Yeah. And, and- it sort of, I mean, it separates the survivors from the civilians, I think. Like, there are things that Ozzy does that I'm like, you only do that because you've done it a hundred times before. <laughs> and that is your edge that other people don't have. Yeah. Now, do you think Coach is in a very good position to win this game? You Do you agree? I totally agree. I think he, I don't think he'll win it, but I do think he will be at the end for sure. So if Coach wins this game, after, on the heels of Boston Rob winning the last game, do you think we're going to get to a point where they don't bring back two returning players because they just keep winning? 
Um, I mean, that would be like sort of the obvious choice, but I think it would be a whole different ball game if they brought back girls. Hmm. Uh, they because why they wouldn't win? Well, no, I don't know. I just think it would be really interesting because, with the exception of Russell, the returning players have been viewed as these leaders, someone to look to, someone who knows how to build a camp. You know, sort of like the providers and the people that boost morale and like all these just very like chiefly roles. Yeah. And it really makes me wonder like what this social dynamic of a returning female player would bring. Well, because I don't think those things would be the case. Yeah, it would be interesting. Do you have in mind who, what two women you want to bring back? Oh, gosh, I haven't even thought that far. There's a hundred people I would like to see play again. Well, who would be good, and not to say that Coach versus Ozzy was necessarily, oh, wow, that was a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would you who bring back? With the exception of the long hair, I never would have paired those two ever in a million years. No. Um, gosh, I don't, man, new question. I'm going to think about this for a minute. <laughs> well, okay. That is such a good question. And it wouldn't be anybody that comes back all the time. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, the the person that you would, uh, like, let's say they said, uh, let's do a season Parvati versus Amanda. That's like, uh, oh, they have some sort of a rivalry. There's sort of a rift there. Yeah, uh, but big I, deal. But, yeah, I just don't know <laughs> if, uh, if either of them would be looked at in the same way as like, okay, this is the leader of our tribe. Right, it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah They'd be like, oh, they're so pretty and carry so let's vote them out you know that's all it would be yeah who would be an alpha female that might be able to like be the leader of a tribe i mean i think you would have to have somebody with a pretty strong personality like if you were going to sort of fill that role like maybe like i could see maybe like jerry mancy i feel like people would really look to her as being like a strong female and that might be somebody who could take over that role a little bit um but i mean there's Ah, there's so many, and of course, nobody is coming to mind like right at the moment. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there are there are like tough girls in the game, but they're also like you know, there are people like Parvati, where it's like I don't know that, like yeah, I, so many people want to model gameplay after her and that sort of thing, but it's not somebody that they might feel like they need to have in camp to sort of learn the ropes, so to speak. Yeah, so I don't know. So maybe the listeners have uh, something on on that. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you talked about Ozzy a little bit. I, I want to know uh, what is your take on uh, on Ozzy. First of all, were you uh, happy to see Ozzy back? Are you an Ozzy fan? Um, I've always been an Ozzy fan. I think he's a great player, like a physical competitor for sure. I think it's always interesting. Like I like to watch Ozzy be better at everything than everyone else. I think that that's fun. And I I thought that bringing him back was pretty brilliant in the start of Redemption Island, and my immediate thought when they like when I first heard that there was somebody coming back was it'd be interesting to see somebody like Ozzy go to Redemption because it the way that I feel about Redemption Island and we kind of touched on this last time we talked um, is just that I felt like when I first heard about the new twist was that it would really change strategy a lot. Like I would think a lot more if I were playing in a Redemption situation. I would think a lot more about who I was voting out based on who's on Redemption Island, what what kind of challenges it could bring. Like, is this someone that I want to have back in the game potentially? Is it somebody that, like, maybe we wait and send them when somebody else is at Redemption Island? Like, I feel like the 
part of redemption would be so much more strategically than it has been that I was really excited to see somebody like Ozzy come into the situation because that way, even if he's the first person voted out, like Christine had said, like, we're just going to get rid of you guys anyway. With Ozzy, it sort of changes things because you can put him there first, but he's probably going to win a lot of challenges. So uh, now Ozzy is back on Redemption Island, and now he is going to be there probably for the long haul, you would you would imagine. Yeah, yeah, and, they're certainly going to be there for a while. So if we assume that somebody is going to come back at, like, the final five, I think, was that when they did it last season? I'm pretty sure that's when the, yeah, Andrea yeah, came back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do we think Ozzy can run the table here and get back in the game at the final five? I think that he probably can. I mean, I don't, I don't see it being much of an issue. And it's little things like the last challenge with Christine, like you can be a fan of the show all you want, but unless you've ever had to tie sticks together, like whether it's in a challenge or at, you know, like the weekend events that we do for charity where you're doing like the fake survivor challenges and all that stuff, unless you've been faced with that situation, you know that it behooves you to make a thicker stick, have to tie more ropes and do it a little slower because it's going to get there. It's little things like that that really give him an edge in all these challenges, even if it's not you know, climbing a coconut tree and swimming through an Olympic-sized pool to win the challenge, he definitely has, like, a leg up on the competition. So I could totally see him at the end. Yeah, you make a good point that Ozzy has probably participated in, at this point in his Survivor career, 30, 35 Survivor challenges. And he's going up against people that are playing in, like, their... And there's only... There's no two reward challenge. Like, there used to be a reward challenge and a... Uh, immunity challenge and Ozzy was on yeah. two seasons where they had both so he's played in a bunch yep. of challenge these guys he's are playing in like their... 40 or 50 I bet yeah. somebody will have an answer for us in like 10 minutes <laughs> I don't think it's I'd say lower than 40 or 50 but yeah. like this, you know, he's going up against you know Keith in his seventh challenge so yeah I think Ozzy has a big experience edge on yeah. these guys yeah and it's just the different kinds of challenges it's like oh okay I've done this before I can draw from my past experience and yeah. it's I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah. A huge difference. Like, survivors versus civilians and that sort of thing. Survivor wins. Yeah. Survivor is kind of like the price is right in that way. It's like, okay, I know yeah. Plinko. Uh, okay, I know how to play hole in one. Like, yeah. you sort of have done. Like, I totally know how hard to spin the wheel. Like, <laughs> like, I know how heavy it is before I walk up there and touch it and only get, like, to 40 cents or whatever. Yeah. So that's a, that's pretty interesting that Ozzy knows that, like because there's probably only like ten different challenges and then everything is just like a different variation of one of those right. same challenges. Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, already in this season, how many have you done? Where or how many have you seen where you're like, oh yeah, I've done that. <laughs> there's been a couple. There's been a couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They kind of are are recycled variations on a theme. Yeah, but um, I do think like. I think that he could probably get to that end point where they bring somebody back. Ozzy will not win this game. Well, now if he gets all the way back to the end and then he only has to win two immunity challenges, it's not like a final two. If it's a final three, he'd have to come back and win two immunities. And he, yeah. if he's up against like, okay, maybe coach, you know, we'll say coach is a decent competitor. But if, if he's up against like coach uh, and coach has like Edna, Brandon Hans, Cochran, uh, and 
maybe Rick or somebody there with him. Or I think that's, I've right. made too many people there. Um, so it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but that, that being said, I mean, that's not really stiff competition for Ozzy. Oh, I understand. I'm saying even if he is sitting on the stage at the Ed Sullivan Theater, he's not going to win. Yeah. Well, this is he, an he odd might win his season. way to the end. Yeah. He will win his way to the end, but he will not. He will not win Survivor. Well, let me play devil's advocate here. And now all of a sudden I'm, okay. I'm, I'm supporting Ozzy now. Uh, okay. I, I think that all, you know, every single person is going to come through that door. It's like whoever goes to Redemption Island, everybody's like, oh, this guy is so nice. Or Christine is so nice. Matt Elrod, he's such a great guy. When Ozzy- Matt Elrod is such a great guy. Okay, maybe. That's a, that's a bonus claim. You would say that whether he was on Redemption or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so you get voted off now, and Ozzy is like, "Oh, yeah. dude, oh man, that sucks." Here, I've made you, I made you a fish. Come hang out. Like, I made this hammock. You want to just like right. hey, tell me right. all about yeah, what okay. happened to you? And then every person's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you know, Ozzy is a good guy." And everybody goes on the jury after he beats them the next day, and all of a sudden, people like Ozzy again. But. So Ozzy made me a fish and Ozzy said, lay down in the hammock. Ozzy ultimately got me sent home because he beat me. And now I'm supposed to forget that for the entire season up until the point where he made me a fish, let me lay in the hammock and then beat me. He was a giant brain douchebag. <laughs> Look, survivor time is very, is very fickle. You forget about things that happen. Ozzy, that fish was Ozzy. What did you do to this fish? This is very. (laughs) You have to tell me. How did you do this? (laughs) Like suddenly, oh my God, Ozzy has oregano in his pocket. He's the nicest man I've ever met. (laughs) Yeah, and he's and he's a professional waiter, so he's probably like, oh, can I can I bring you anything else? Is is everything okay with the fish? Okay, let me know. (laughs) That is true. They don't hire schmucks at Jelena. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) So. He knows what he's doing. He knows that he's a very good host. <laughs> also true. You might have a point. You might have a point. I just think like he has blown up too many times. He's like, he's like a little puppy that keeps losing his way. Yeah. And then like he gets distracted, gets off track. And then he gets mad that he got off track. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, makes these bold claims. And then once he's, like, back to where he wants to be, he's like, oh, everything's cool. Like, let's, like, you know, sing some reggae and hang out. Yeah. Watch me twirl my hair. See, maybe Ozzy – Ozzy has been in a few showmances in this game. But I feel like he kind of – maybe if he had, like, a girlfriend in the game that would, like, keep him sort of in check – like that uh, sort of say like uh like yeah uh, uh, like if Ozzy had like a better half in the game like and I hate to use yeah. the Robin Amber analogy right. but Boston Rob was a little more of a wild card in in his first time out before he had Amber with him to sort of say oh honey maybe you don't want to do that I don't know and maybe that's what Ozzy needs if he, he comes he, back it's again true. like he needs like kind of a sounding board a little bit. Well, I mean, there's girls left, right? Maybe somebody will go hang out with him on Redemption. And they'll fall in love and he'll have that. And he'll right. win. Well, let's let's play it out. So we got either we got <laughs> okay, we, we Sophie, got, <laughs> Sophie, Sophie and Ozzy till the end of time. Well, my dream Sitting couple. In a tree. I want Sophie and Cochran to get married. Oh, I like that. I, married love. 
I hope that Cochran will propose to Sophie at the finale. Do we, can we get odds on that? Do we think that Cochran could propose to Sophie at the finale? I think that he would have such a hard time figuring out what sweater vest to wear for the proposal <laughs> that there's not a chance in hell it could happen on television. <laughs> Couldn't that maybe that could be like the new Kardashian wedding, the Sophie and uh, <laughs> Sophie I like and Cochran. It. I like it. Uh, but then if Sophie says no, then Cochran could be like, "See, nobody likes me." She said no. Yeah, oh, yeah. It sucks to be me. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Um, so, uh, what you mentioned, Cochran's uh, sweater vest uh, was. Brandon Hance wearing Cochran's yeah. sweater vest last night? I have a list of things that I'd kind of like to talk about, and that's one of them. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of clothes swapping going on on the former Upolo tribe. That Is Cochran, there? Yeah, well, well, see, I haven't noticed that. I just noticed that the sweater vest was making well, a reappearance yeah, on Brandon. Cochran is wearing Coach's jacket. Oh, yes, and, and that's true. That's true. Rick's hat, I guess. Which is shocking to me. Because let me remind you of a time where I lived in a desert. Yes. It would be about, oh, I don't know, 50 degrees at night. It was effing freezing. This tiny little girl had, oh, I don't know, a silk sleeveless blouse. And I would say, Coach, I'm so cool. Just let me wear your coat for one minute. And he'd be like, I'm using it as a pillow. (laughs) Yet Cochran... It's the Dragon Slayer jacket, right? Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's what the uh, poll of the top 100 women in Buffalo uh, in uh, Milwaukee says. <laughs> <laughs> True. Are you still ranked as one of the uh, top 100 uh, sexiest am, women am, in Milwaukee? Uh, it's the hot 100 period, which means it's only 50 women, and yes. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So yeah. it's only, it's only 50. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there you go. Do they, do you have a current they, number? Uh, no, they're not numbered. They, li- they, they picked 100 and then they listed them alphabetically so as to not ruffle any feathers. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Wh- how, how did that, this happen with Cochran and, uh, and Brandon Hans. It's a, a bit of a bromance. And uh, at certain points last night, it was looking like it was turning into a showmance. A little bit. A little bit. Like, the the whole, like, walking up to Ozzy and, like, you know, kind of sort of, like, being the bodyguard a little bit, which uh, the gangsters in the jungle comment I thought was pretty funny on Ozzy's part. But, um, but then the, no, just lay your head on my shoulder. Yeah. During the eating? A little weird. <laughs> it was weird. I was a little uncomfortable. It was weird. And I'm that... shocked that Brandon Hance was not a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it was weird that Cochran said it, and it was weird that Brandon Hance did it. <laughs> yeah, right. And it did not sit well with Russell Hance on Twitter. I'm sure. <laughs> I was. I didn't watch it in real time, so I asked you. I work until 9 o'clock, yeah. and it's on at 7 so I have to take like a Twitter break between seven and nine, <laughs> and then sometimes there's too much for me to even uh, for me to even catch up. With. And I'm a little sad because I heard that there was uh, there was a lot of like pretty negative back and forth Twitter banter between people yesterday. There was a lot of drama on Twitter last yeah. night. 
Uh, I was yeah. going to go get into it uh, probably later in the show when we do the comments. But a lot okay. of a lot of Twitter feuding. And Aaron, I'm very happy that you did not get sucked into the. Uh, there was a, a good like three or four uh, kind of nasty Twitter fights between the survivors last night on Twitter. Really, I'm so shocked. Yeah. I'm so shocked, and I'm concerned as to why none of this showed up on my timeline, because I kind of went through some things, and I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, 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 Maybe it's, there are people involved that I don't follow. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. Got a little got a little nasty on Twitter last night. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. Yeah, and, I'm excited. <laughs> and these uh, these current survivors, now, uh, now were you well, tweeting? How are they on Twitter? They're all on Twitter. I mean, they, what, I mean, when I was on Survivor, there wasn't even MySpace. I was going to say, don't <laughs> pretend like you were able to have Twitter, old man. <laughs> <laughs> but were you allowed to tweet? And, 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 cause no, actually, like when Twitter was sort of, it was like a pretty new thing. Like we didn't have Twitter accounts before we went to the island. But when we came back, like, I had a couple of friends that were like, hey, you need to do this. Uh, we, we talked about this last time. Yeah. I was on the forefront of Twitter, you know? Oh, yes. So, uh, oh, so your, my friend Julie oh, with is your, Twitter with, obsessed. Yes. With and your, she made me do it. Your bad Twitter name. Yes, it's all coming back to me. Yes, yes, it's my bad Twitter name. So, um, which I really thought long and hard about changing yesterday. To I what? I might do it. To Survivor, to my name. Survivor yeah, Aaron? No. No, not Survivor Aaron, just Aaron Aaron. Well, I always say that that's a big faux pas when somebody yeah. uh, such as the uh, Survivor, Survivor Survivor John, Survivor, John, uh, Survivor Cochran. Uh, yeah. we, there's, a, there's a few of them. I think that's yeah, a, I w- a mistake. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking maybe I'd uh, I'd pull a Rob Sesternino and be Aaron Lobdell. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. It's Just much more thought. fun when you have a uh, something that's not your name, like uh, Nicole loves shoes. Uh, oh, but it's hard. it is it is much more confusing. Yes, so I it better be very agree. clever. Agree. So <laughs> anyway, I am shocked because we had we literally had like. CBS's lawyers calling us and telling we telling us that we weren't allowed to be on Twitter. We weren't allowed to be talking to each other. Like even and I like kind of got in trouble a little bit. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, and these yeah. current survivors like they're like mixing it up with the <laughs> with the former survivors that are that are saying stuff like they say well, like. <laughs> I feel like that's interesting because I have kind of a love affair with Cochran a little bit. Whoa. And when I was like, well, because he's like so funny and like, I feel like he could be part of our like nerdy survivor club because, <laughs> you know, we're nerds. We need to stick together. Could be, so yeah. I was like, I tweeted one night to see if he was like on Twitter. And of course, like a thousand people were like, yeah, he's survivor Cochran. And uh, so I was tweeting to him and he ultimately sent me a direct message that said, I really appreciate all the support. Like, I was a huge fan of you on your season, but you have to know. Oh, my God, I'm totally outing him. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm not allowed to respond. Like, I can't talk to former survivors. I'm not allowed to do it. Oh, well, that's Cochran, not stopping. That's I not think, st- stopping a yeah, lot of these it's guys. It's not stopping them anymore. <laughs> well, he talks to everybody now, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just I think it's super interesting that they were clearly told not to do it. And they clearly are doing it anyway. So, Aaron, as we're going towards the end of the game, I think that Coach is in a very interesting spot here. 
we have Coach with a couple of alliances that he has a, cho- a chance to go towards. He could either go to the end with the Albert and Sophie, or he could try to get to the end with the Brandon and Edna, and he, he shares an immunity idol with Sophie and Albert. So that's sort of like, uh, in some ways, it's like they have something there, but I get the sense that Coach wants to be more with not Albert and Sophie. Well, I feel like you have sort of a tough situation there because Coach taking Edna and Brandon really sort of takes away from his three-season epic telling of the tale of how iron sharpens iron. (laughs) Oh. Which makes me say, you are this guy who has said a hundred times, I'm only going to stand next to the greatest warrior or it means nothing to me. I'm not going to vote for you if you're with Brandon and Edna. <laughs> like, if you're taking the goat to the end, like, whatever. There's no reason for you. And I didn't give it to Edna just because I think she's cute. Whoa. Like, that's ridiculous. Yes. Uh, now, are you familiar with Edna's line of cosmetic products? I have heard some things about this. I've heard some rumblings amongst the the Twitter. Yes. <laughs> And uh, are are you excited about uh, Edna's line? Well, here's what I'm not excited about. I keep the rumblings that I keep hearing are all my friends being like, "I'm so excited!" Edna's sending me her stuff. Edna's not sending me anything. Where's your stuff? Right. Yeah, send me stuff, and I'll be super excited about it. I also happen to work in the beauty industry. I'll sell the crap out of your stuff. You yeah. can probably send me some. Also, I work in the beauty industry, which brings me to another point about our friend, Benjamin Wade. No, now you called him Benjamin. Uh, I did call him Benjamin. He does not like Whatever. that. He does so not care for that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, he's never not cared for that. Like, when he introduced himself to me, he said, hi, I'm Ben. Hmm. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not Benjamin. Yeah. Maybe he Maybe he only gets called... Later, Later, he was like, I mean, within maybe an hour, he was like, yeah, most people just call me coach. Mm-hmm. But he never really had any, don't ever call me anything but coach. He said, hi, I'm Ben. Yes. And like, when I've been with him and he's introduced himself to people we've been with, he said, hi, I'm Ben. But not, I don't know. Benjamin, maybe that's only what his mom calls maybe him when he's Benjamin. in trouble. You're, no, he said that his mom calls him coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe when he's in big trouble. Maybe, maybe that's what maybe. his mom says. Benjamin? Benjamin? Benjamin. Yes. Yeah, you're probably right about that. So, anyway, all of that aside. Yes. Here's what we need to discuss. I know some things because of what I do. Okay. And one of the things that I know is that when discussing the fact that the greatest inspiration is born of the greatest desperation. Yes. That was not said by Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Who said it? The speaker of this super famous quote is a man named Comer Cottrell. He's from Texas. He created a line of African-American beauty products called ProLine. Hmm. He came out of the Great Depression. He became this super successful mogul. He ultimately... Uh, part of the Texas Rangers. He was the first black baseball owner. 
Um, he did a lot of great things with uh, Bishop College. But yeah, he's not Marcus Aurelius. Well, that's now, weird. It's a little weird, right? It's weird. And then I was like, I knew this because I learned this in beauty school. It was like a whole big thing in like a project that I had to do. And so this came up. And then I was like, well, I, there are people in the world that are brighter than I am. And maybe he stole this quote from Marcus Aurelius. So I whip out the iPad. I get on Google. I start looking around. Nope. He's the one that said it. Totally. I win. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's weird yeah. that coach got uh, a quote wrong. Well, I brought it up last night because I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, you know, it's funny that this happened. And she goes, Aaron, every time he says a quote, he says that Marcus Aurelius said it. And I just assumed that he really knows a lot about Marcus Aurelius. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Which made me kind of go back. And I was like, yep, totally. He brings him up a lot. I think when he's just going to spew some nonsense, he just says that Marcus Aurelius said it because it sounds good. And nobody in the jungle has an iPhone. Okay. Well, Aaron, we have a team of interns that work on this show. I, I will put it out to the interns and to at uh, Rob's Fact Checker on Twitter. To uh, We're going to fact check all of Coach's quotes from now on and make I sure. I Yeah. Whoever, whatever quote Coach says from now on, we will fact check and make sure the coach has properly uh, cited the correct speaker of that quote. Good, good. I think I think this is definitely a thing that needs to happen. So we will make sure that Coach is properly uh, citing all sources uh, going forward on Survivor quotes or or, yeah, or I quotes. Th- I think for sure. I think that's a really good idea. And then once this is done, I would like for CBS at, at least like maybe like CBS tweets to come out with like a full page of corrections <laughs> for all three seasons. <laughs> you want, you want corrections <laughs> published. <laughs> well, yeah. I yeah. mean, isn't that what you do when somebody cites a quote wrong? <laughs> I guess so. I feel like, the, I feel like legal has to do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) um, Let's talk about a couple of other people in the game. Did you have anything else on Coach for now? Okay. Uh, Uh, That's it for the moment. How about the game that Dawn is playing? We got to see a lot of uh, of Dawn this week. Uh, We also Mm -hmm. uh, talked about on uh, the first episode of Rob Has a Web Show, which is on uh, Tuesday mornings. Uh, We talked about how Dawn has the same haircut as Justin Bieber. (laughs) True. That is true. Uh, but uh, in addition to that, we also uh, wanted to talk about uh, how do you like the game Dawn is playing? And it's, she seems likable, but is this going to work? Okay. She is the waffliest of the waffles. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I, I like her. I think she's nice. Like, I would have liked to have her around when I was you know, out and I couldn't sleep at night or something because, like, I feel like she would have nice things to say. She's kind of a mom. Like, I, I think that, that she'd probably be, well, she is a mom. <laughs> but, like, I feel like she would take on, like, a motherly role and she would be, like, this great nice lady to have around and we'd be friends once the game was over. And, like, I'd call her and I'd talk to her about stuff and it would be great. Yeah. However, yeah. in, like, the last three episodes, she's, like, 
freely talked about whatever thing she really wants to stand for, mm-hmm. and then she doesn't do it. Hmm. Well, and I it know makes what, her a lot less likable. Well, I know what you're talking about with Cochrane when she wanted to stand yeah. up for Cochrane, but then once she got the immunity necklace, she wasn't so much for that idea. <laughs> but right. what else? What else She's are you dumb saying? Because she had immunity. <laughs> yeah. What else are you saying that she waffled about? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I think it's just like a lot of that, but she, she, I feel like she often talks and there was something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was something mm. really similar in last night's episode. I don't know, Aaron. You're, where, bu- you're building an argument on stuff that you're saying that you don't really remember now. Come on. Ah, no, no, no. There was definitely something that happened last night that I, I was like, oh, she's doing it again. <laughs> I don't know. And it was probably, it probably had something to do with Cochrane, surely. Well, but I mean, if, if that's your, even if it's just the one thing, even if it's just Cochrane, if you're the one saying at the end of the day, like, I want to go home saying that I did this the right way and I didn't stand for this, then don't stand for it. Well, I like Dawn. I think she's done a very good, as good of a job as could be done. She's the only one from that Savai that wasn't a total baby after Cochrane flipped. Uh, now, I guess True. she did know about it ahead of time. But that being said, uh, she was the only one who wasn't a total baby. And she's the only one who sort of rolled with the punches besides Cochrane. And is like, okay, well, I'm screwed over here. I'm not going to go pout and be a baby. I'm going to, you know, life goes on. And I'm going to try to get in good with these guys. I guess. Yeah. But that being said, that alone does not a good survivor game make that the next oh, step true. is now, now she can't just sit around and wait for, well, I hope that coach breaks up with his alliance and wants to move forward with me. And maybe we don't, <laughs> we don't see this, but you can't just sit around and wait for that big Apollo alliance to fracture. All right. What's the next step gone? But, I mean, it is obvious that that big Apollo alliance will fracture. But first, before she waits for it to fracture, she needs to learn how to say Apollo because that really bugs me. <laughs> how does she say it? <laughs> I think she calls them Apollo, and it really bugs me. Oh, no. <laughs> really, really bugs me. But, I mean, you know that there is going to be some some cracks in that framework and like it is entirely possible that she is thinking ahead and she knows that they're going to split up and there might be room for you know her to weasel her way in because if they're looking for let's say that this seven turns into three and four mm-hmm. and then they need to be four and four they're going to go to her first yeah that's obvious so i mean maybe she is thinking farther ahead than we think but she might not still be there when they get down to seven albert's on to her Brandon Hance seems to be on to her, and uh, it seems, you know, Brandon Hance has had a few outbursts at Tribal Council, and even though I did not agree with um, how he went about it, I thought he did make a good point that maybe Dawn may have been laying it on too thick, and he sort of was seeing through it. Agree. Yeah. I completely agree. There was no reason for her to even, like, make those comments, I didn't think. Yes. I didn't think because she's done enough of a good job to sort of like be likable and infiltrate. And like, I, I thought that was fishing a yeah. little bit. We, we call that around here, uh, sucking kneecaps and yeah. uh, a little bit too much for Dawn and Brandon, uh, certainly let her know where she stands. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she tried to backpedal a bit. Uh, but <laughs> Brandon Hans was not having any of that. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought that he was like, he was right in doing so. He was really weird about it. 
Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, he was certainly on the right path, and I agreed as a viewer. And what do we make of this Whitney? She's pretty, like, I mean, I forget she's on the show. The, the word on the street is that they're trying to vilify her. Uh, you know, I've heard that. I have heard, <laughs> heard that, that she is being vilified. Yeah, yeah. Really vilifying I've heard that a couple her. of times. Now, I don't know yeah. if... Now, are they trying to vilify her or when she's saying to Cochran, uh, you disgust me? (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps uh, that vilified her. It is also possible that when she was dropping F-bombs at Cochran, (laughs) that vilified her. Yeah. Um, Very mean to Cochran. But either way, somebody is definitely trying to vilify her. I heard that a time or two. (laughs) Yeah. But she might be the last one standing from the Savai tribe. Besides Cochran. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, like, Jim, like, you had to know was going to disappear pretty quick. Yeah. Because he's a miserable person. <laughs> um, I mean, I might meet the guy someday, and I might really like him, and I take it all back. But in this scenario, I, I can't stand I, him. I think he was, I think he was a, a sore loser. Now, I have a, I have a feeling... That when push comes to shove, when uh, finally we get, you know, when Jim is eliminated from the game and we talk to him, I suspect Jim might regret how he acted on the island. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Jim says, absolutely not. I stand by everything I said. I think that it's sort of a heat of the moment type thing where I I think he may come to say, you know what, Cochran did a a good job. For some reason, I I give Jim a little bit of the benefit of the doubt after after the fact. I think he may look back and say, "Yeah, you know, I don't think yeah. I, I think I acted poorly. Maybe he doesn't." Well, and that's that's what I'm saying. Real life, Jim, I might totally like him. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he was like a nice, likable guy. But this Jim, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a temper. Uh, coach, yeah, uh, coach compared it. Now I didn't really get this. Coach compared Jim to uh, Survivor Pearl Islands contestant Rhino. When did that happen? He said Jim is like Rhino. Was I texting someone? Did this happen on the show? <laughs> this is this is a joke I'm making that's not working. Uh, that he he said that Jim he said that Jim is like a rhino, and he has to take out the rhino. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember this. I was like, I don't remember anyone talking about rhino. That'd be weird. That would that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on to you, buddy. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. All right. Um. Yes. Well, Aaron, we have so many questions for you from the uh, Rob Has a Podcast uh, listeners, which they posted on the uh, Rob Has a Podcast Facebook fan page, which we always oh, like to do. Oh, this is my favorite part. Okay, so we have some have some good ones uh, today uh, for you. Okay. So let's see. Okay. A lot of them are regarding uh, jackass questions, and I feel like we got that out of the way two minutes in here. So yeah. uh, a lot of Ding Mary kills for you today. Are you feeling uh, especially ready to play Ding Mary kill a bit today? I suppose. Uh, I suppose. Eric Smith has the first one. He wants to know Ding Mary kill Coach 1.0, Coach 2.0, and Coach 3.0. Well, I like 3.0 the most. Yes. So I'll stick with him. Um, I mean, he's he's somebody that I feel like I would want to hang out with for the long haul. Okay, so that's so Mary. 3.0, I'll marry him. Yeah. Um, 
and barf. <laughs> I don't even want to make out with Coach. All right. Um, but I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, if I had to choose um, Ding 2.0 because he didn't really do much and it was like quick and over with. <laughs> okay. And then you're going to kill Coach and Obviously, 1.0. I couldn't stand 1.0. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's fair enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Skull wants to know, does Erin see a scenario where she would be willing to pick rocks out of the bag? Never. Never. So you, you were 100% Never. with uh, Cochran last week. Uh, yeah, but I don't know why he felt the need. And I've discussed it with some of my nerdy Survivor friends. Um, I have them in real life, not my actual like survivor friends who also happen to be nerds, but I have friends who are nerdy survivor fans. Um, and we've kind of discussed it. And my thought was, why wouldn't you just flip on the first vote? Because clearly I'm a flipper and I have no issues with that. But, um, they kind of explained to me, well, they had to make sure the idols were played correctly and he had to gain the trust of the other tribe and blah, blah, blah. But I would never let it go to rocks ever. Yeah. I, I really think that what Survivor did was make up this rock thing so nobody ever goes, they never have another right. tie again on the show. Somebody's always right. going to flip. And I was yep. been trying to get a hold of, at Survivor John, the last guy to flip instead of going to rocks to hear what he has to say about this, but uh, that he's been... Uh, well, clearly it takes a rocket scientist to figure that one out. <laughs> yes. But this was a big hot-button issue uh, that everybody was talking about last week. Yeah, 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 and your own, no. your own cast uh, mate, your old tribe mate, Stephen Fishback, he argued a hundred percent against this. He said the wrong move to flip. Yeah, he didn't like it. Well, he's never been in a position where he maybe had to flip. <laughs> I feel like that's what makes the difference. Like, I mean, keep in mind that I was where Cochran was. I was the person that nobody liked. I was the bottom of the alliance. Yeah. And that was if there even was an alliance. And you do what you have to do to make that not happen. And if it means, like, I have a better chance of going to the other side, which I did, you're welcome, Stephen. You never would have lasted as long as you did if I hadn't. Mm-hmm. But if um, if you just let it go to chance, there's... No, like you work too hard to pull a black rock out of a bag and go home. Well, Aaron Robertson, his question was, Aaron, you flipped to Jalapau for your blind side of Tyson. If you were in Cochran's position at this point in the final nine, what would you do? I think we have our answer to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Without saying, like, you do what you have to do to get rid of the people who are threats, and if it means flipping, then you flip. Well, you know, this is an interesting comparison, that on your season, you were the Cochrane. You were yeah, in, completely. In, you were in your tribe, and Coach was Ozzy. And they yeah. wanted you to stick by them, even after the merge. Um, so, talk, I mean, talk a little bit about that, about uh, what that was like for you, as clearly, what were you, the fifth or the sixth? It was six of six, right? Yes. Or, or were you below, uh, or was Sierra seven. below you? No, we had seven. I was seven of seven. Yeah. Yeah, and people, yeah. Were, people were mean to you. They were terrible. They were so mean to me. I mean, they decided that I was supposed to be the second person to go home, and when they never got a chance to send me, they were, like, rude every day. They were <laughs> super mean. There were times when they were going to, they were going to, like, split votes and do things and this, that, and the other thing. And Tyson said to me one day, 
we have to split votes because we don't know what they're doing. So what we're going to do is four of us are going to write your name down. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? No, you're not. <laughs> like, this does not work. And then that was the vote that sent him home, I think. But, um, but I mean, like it, it's really tough. And like when, and there were some people on my tribe that like never were like that. And by some, I mean one, but, yeah. like, <laughs> but, um, but when new people came in and they were so nice and they were just like, they genuinely were like nice to me and interested in like what I had to say and what I had to offer. And, you know, even more than their self-preservation of the game, like I felt like right off the bat, like Steven and I got very close and that was something that I hadn't had in 20 days or something, 20 days that feels like 20 years in the situation that you're placed in. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much to be said for what it feels like when you have people that are accepting when you've been surrounded by people who are, you know, just barely tolerating you. And I think that Cochrane is probably a little better equipped for this mm-hmm. than the situation that I was put in because people liked me like <laughs> everywhere. Well, and not to be like, Oh my God, everybody loves me. But like <laughs> I get along with everyone. Mm-hmm. I have friends everywhere I go. Like, you know, it's not, it was something that was so out of my element. I walked into this going, the social part would be easy because like, it's my job to get along with people. I can make small talk with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like I can get people to trust me in the first five minutes of meeting them. And then to not have that happen was like, it just throws your whole psyche. Well, something went and so wrong. I totally get where he's coming from. Yeah. Something went wrong. Why didn't Why didn't these people like you? I have Tyson on this podcast all the time. He's a very nice. He's a very nice man. Coach is beloved by by all sorts of people. What 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 happened here? Well, we had sort of. I had a good first couple of days with everybody. Yeah. Everything's fine. We were getting along great, and then I was sort of lumped in with the bad apple. Sierra and no, Candace. Oh yes. And so it was, she was the first vote. Yes. And because I was her friend, and clearly if you've read any of her exit interviews ever, you will see how much friends we are not. But um, <laughs> but it basically boiled smack? down to, no, I, I don't talk smack. No, she's, she Candace talks smack oh, yeah. about you? Wait, what did oh she my say? God, yeah. What did she say? I mean, she said terrible things about everyone. Oh. But um, she, like, horrible things about everyone. But And she's, like, a bitter, awful person. Oh, no. <laughs> and I would never say a mean word about hardly anyone, but she's a bitter, awful person. And, like, she's someone that, like, none of us ever want to be around. And that came across very early. And there was a day that, like, everybody was going swimming after a challenge and it was a challenge where she kind of showed her like pretty, like ugly side and people came away from that, like not really wanting to be around her and they were all going to go swimming and our like swimming area was quite a ways away from our actual camp. And so she was like, well, I guess I'll stay here and make the food. And I felt bad that everybody was leaving. So I agreed to stay. And that was Hmm. that moment that we were at camp and everyone was, off swimming was when they decided, okay, well, she's the first to go clearly. And if Aaron's with her, like if they're in an alliance and they're, you know, playing this game together, then she's next to go. And that's just sort of how the table turned. Yeah. 
going back to when you flipped, did coach confront you uh, in any sort of a similar way as we saw Cochran get approached by Ozzy and by Whitney and by Jim? No. Um, my tribe knew that I would flip. Yeah. They absolutely knew it. It was part of their strategy that I would flip. When I had to go to Exile Island with Joe for the first time, they said, let's send Joe because he's like one of their, you know, bigger, stronger members, whatever. They knew that Joe was planning to take me to exile because mm-hmm. Stephen and Brendan had talked about it. They knew that that was going to happen. And they said, well, I mean, she's totally going to flip because like he thinks she's cute. He'll be nice to her, whatever. She'll flip, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if she flips because there's still more of us. We'll still get rid of her like this, that, and the other thing. Who cares if she flips? Yeah. So there was no confrontation about it. There was none of that sort of thing ever. Yeah. So who did Coach did Coach go nuts like Ozzy or, or any of these guys after uh, after the Tyson vote? Did he yell at Steven or JT? No. No, because I think with, with Tyson, it was sort of understood that he was such a strong physical competitor yeah. that, like, even Debbie, who was really, really close with him, said, I don't like it but I understand it, and it was a good move and well-played. Hmm. And that was kind of the reaction we got from his alliance. Yeah. Who would win in a Redemption Island duel, uh, Tyson or Ozzy? I think it would be a really close call. I think it would always be Tyson. Okay. Interesting. I think it would also be Ty- It would always be Tyson because, like, a couple of things. Tyson is, like, a collegiate-level swimmer. Tyson was a professional athlete. Avi is just inherently good at some things. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eric Esparaloni wants to know, Ding, Mary kill Coach Wade, Coach Jimmy Johnson, or Coach Albert? Oh, easy. <laughs> totally easy. Um, does, does seem Ding, pretty easy. Albert, Ding, yeah. Albert, Jimmy Johnson is hilarious. I'd spend my whole life with him and get rid of Coach. Yeah. And it's also, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson is not a young man. That's sort of like a... Well, uh, oh, yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. wasn't even thinking about that's, it. I, I just think he's such a, like, a sweet, funny, nice guy. That's like the Anna Nicole Smith move, marry Jimmy Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Kevin Donnelly says, Aaron Marie Lobdell, will you marry me? And what do you think of the coach we saw, the coach Chi we <laughs> saw shortly during this episode? Um, I feel like I need more information whether or not I decide to marry you. Okay. Um, so, so we're going to need a little more on that. So sorry about that. I can't answer that one. Um, and what was the second part about uh, coach? What did what you think, think of the him? coach Chi that we saw last night? Oh, you know, I was thinking about this while I was Googling the quote and then I was watching him do a Tai Chi. Like, I really wish that I was really good at Tai Chi or that I practiced Tai Chi or that I knew someone who was really good at Tai Chi because I would love for somebody to sit there and go, you know, he's making that up. This is like the quote. That's not what Tai Chi is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like it's the same thing. You want to fact check the Tai Chi. Yeah, I do. And I don't think people shake their hands in rage when they're doing Tai Chi. I don't think that's the point. (laughs) Maybe we have a Tai Chi expert that listens to this podcast. 
I hope so. Yeah. Get back to me on that because I want to know. All right. I'm going to ask you this next question, but don't don't take too long with this one. Don't go on and on. Okay. Uh, Oren okay. Shaw said, not to imply that that's what you do, but uh, you, you'll <laughs> when you hear the question, you'll understand why. Uh, Oren Shaw says, yeah. asks her how much it rocks being a Packers fan right now. And I'll say in like 30 seconds. Or <laughs> Actually, it's not that fun. Um, they're winning so much. The games are not that fun to watch unless you're there. And if you're a Packer fan, you know how difficult it is to be there. Why is it difficult? Because it's hard to get a ticket? Because it's impossible to get tickets. Whoa. Because there's nothing else to impossible. do? Impossible. No, because every every ticket is held by season ticket holders. Yeah. So you only get them if they want to sell them. And when they're winning, nobody sells them. Oh. Okay. Yeah. They're hard to get. Yeah. John DeBono wants to know, why is it so hard for tribes to simply be nice to the person at the bottom of their alliance? Um, because it's the person at the bottom of their alliance. I mean, they're, everybody's got to have a scapegoat for something. And there's a reason that they're at the bottom of the alliance. Something happened that put you there. Yeah. And it's usually not because you're so nice and likable. Yeah. You know, uh, going back to this last night when we had this bit of a conversation about why, uh, Cochran, Cochran tried to verbalize how Ozzy made him feel small. And Cochran said that, well, you know, you kind of did because you wanted to vote me out because I was weak, because I'm weak. Um, and part of me kind of says, like, well, now does Ozzy have to apologize for wanting to, like, he, you have to vote somebody out. Like, you, yeah. ideally, you want to vote out the people in the beginning of the game who are physical threats. I mean, Ozzy isn't saying I want to vote you out because I don't like you. Um, True. He's saying like I think that there was some definite, like sort of almost bullying going on, and there were there were certainly things that happened to make Cochran feel very small. I think the way that he verbalized it is not what those things were. Yeah. Like, surely he understands that he needs to be voted out. He was seemingly having a hard time coming up with the things that were actually making him feel that way because the vote was probably not it. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, let's see. Ken Crowner wants to know, I'd like to know if Erin agrees that she's one of the most underrated players of all time. I still say Token Sheens was the strongest non-All-Star Final Three in the history of Survivor. What do you think of that, Erin? Agree. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard to be objective about yourself in a situation like that. Um, Obviously, like, I'm I'm a fan of the show. I can say that I can sort of speak to every other season on how I feel about those sort of things and how I feel about like the players, you know, overrated, underrated, did they deserve to be at the end? Did they not? Um, But it's really, really hard to speak to your own season because it's such a different experience than just being like a subjective viewer. Okay. And you're also a fan of yourself. I'm a huge fan of myself. (laughs) I am, I am my own biggest fan for sure. (laughs) I love to listen to myself talk. <laughs> then you'll really like this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this could be your favorite I one. Already know what, I already know what happened. Yeah, that's true. There'll be no suspense. Uh, okay, this is a very good one. Uh, Max Kirkpatrick wants to know, as a hairdresser, what are Aaron's thoughts on Coach and Ozzy's hair through the years? Now, Coach has had the same sort of hairstyle, but Ozzy yeah. has gone, uh, he's gone, he was long, then he was short, now long again. And this might be the longest ever for Ozzy. Uh, this is the longest ever. Yeah. So what's going on with Coach and Ozzy's hair? 
I mean, Coach has a look. He needs to stick with it. It's like, you know, it's his thing. His long, beautiful hair is totally his thing. Let's let him have it. Ozzy is, um, it's a, it's a little stoner rock for me, not going to lie. <laughs> I would I would definitely suggest that he knocks it up a few inches. Okay. Now, what do you think? Like, shoulder length? Should he go shorter than that? I mean, a little shorter than shoulder length would probably be ideal. Like, I like that he has long hair, but it is too long. It's too long. Too long. What would you do with Ozzy's hair? I just told you what I do with Ozzy's hair. Oh, just, I, was, I know you said shorter. I didn't yeah. know if you had... Uh, no, and, no, no, no. No, I just make it, like, a little bit shorter. Like, he's a dude that should probably have long hair, but, like, not as unreasonably long as it is right now. Would you straighten it? No, definitely not. That would be so weird. <laughs> okay. So weird. <laughs> okay, so Adam Craiglia wants to know, uh, would Aaron have been good at the coconut juice challenge? I feel like that question is, like, laced with something dirty. I feel like I shouldn't answer that. I think he just wants to know how, if, if I mean, uh, Sophie came in second. Jim was the winner. Yeah. I think that would have been a not very hard challenge, actually. <laughs> well, Sophie almost puked. I feel like I, I drink coconut water all the time. Yeah, but... I have, I have, like, the added benefit of we didn't have coconuts on our season. <laughs> So, like, there's a lot of people that would, like, never, like, want another anything to do with a coconut ever again. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be fine. <laughs> okay. So you would be good at it. Yeah, totally. Uh, Andrea Conlon. And wants- with all of its dirty implications. Totally. <laughs> Andrea Conlon wants to know, uh, please wish Aaron a happy belated birthday. Now, when was your birthday? My birthday was the day after your oh, birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, I remember now. I, yeah. wrote, I wrote on your wall that all the cool people have a birthday this week. That's true. That's true. That so is happy true. belated yeah. birthday. Thanks, you too. <laughs> thank you very much. Let's... And thanks to Andrea as well. <laughs> yes, thank you, Andrea Conlon. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ann Murphy has an interesting question. She was so before playing Survivor, did you ever practice doing your hair without a mirror so you wouldn't look like a fool on TV? This concern has always been my biggest concern about the Survivor experience. Okay. Um, I think I'm incredibly vain. Okay. So no, we've, we've gotten that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that is like something that if I didn't do hair, I probably would have maybe thought to do. But like, I don't know. I can braid my hair without a mirror. It's just a thing that I can do. Okay. I have some, I have some God given abilities and that's one of them. <laughs> and clearly it worked out because you saw how beautiful my hair was on the show. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) all right so chris madison wants to know uh would erin have made an alliance with rick's mustache if it was a contestant on survivor token chains um depending on the situation i would make an alliance with anybody yeah but i won't make an alliance with anybody until i know that it is one that i am going to go absolutely to the end which is why in the first hour of survivor when everyone had aligned with it everyone else I had not because I was like, this is stupid. I don't know you, but I feel like you give everybody a shot, especially the people that seem like they might be kind of outliers because I think inclusion is one of the best things you can do in this game. Hmm. And a follow-up question from Chris Madison, a uh, ding, Mary kill coach's hair, Ozzy's hair and Rick's mustache. Oh God. 
So I'm having a big issue with mustaches right now. Yes. Not my, not, not my your own? No, not my own. Okay. My boyfriend plays hockey and the team is all growing out their mustaches for Movember. And I think it's really great and really lovely. And I'm very supportive that they're doing such a great thing. I think it is so gross. <laughs> the mustache, gone. Ozzy has better hair than Coach does. Yeah. So I guess maybe, like, I would really like it if my babies had curly hair. So maybe I'd marry Ozzy's hair and then, like, coach, whatever. Uh, did you say Movember? Yeah. That's a thing? Oh, it's totally a thing. <laughs> you that... grow out your mustache, and it's, like, a it's prostate cancer awareness month. And so, like, the team has, like, a lot of players do this, but the team has a webpage that you go to to donate, like, for each guy's mustache, and they raise tons of money for prostate cancer awareness. Yeah. It's a thing. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Chris Madison really stuffed the ballot box here. He put like uh, 15 questions in a row. But let me ask Let me ask one of these. Uh, which was a funnier, more ridiculous moment in Survivor lore? Co- Cochran wearing Coach's T-shirt when he went up to vote or that time in token jeans when coach draped his blazer over his shoulder like a male model going up to vote. That was my favorite ever. <laughs> favorite ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hands down. <laughs> um, you know, the back to Cochran and the sweater vest and uh, sharing clothes with Brandon Hans. You know, they're kind of the same size. That they could be yeah. good uh good buddies for like uh trading clothes back and forth. Like that could be if they were like roommates. They could double yeah. their wardrobe. That'd be really good for them. That'd be really good for them. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like that idea, for sure. <laughs> um, Melina Snowick uh, wants to know, if Erin were to return to Survivor, would she participate in a tribal prayer session to promote team unity? Not a chance in hell. Really? Nope. Wait, you wouldn't fake it? Nope. I don't think I would. <laughs> Well, what do you think of Coach's uh, prayer turn this season? Uh, It's not that new, actually. He's a really religious guy. I think he's getting a little more airtime than it ever has before. But, I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of praise in Jesus that went on in token genes, too. Yeah, well, one of the other uh, listeners says uh, Sheehan uh, in Sh- Shadaya, and I'm saying that totally wrong, says, uh, did Coach ever demand you get on your knees? And I hear that you're an atheist. How would you have managed the Upolu Sunday School? I am by no means an atheist. <laughs> that's what that's what they say. Now, I don't know where the listeners okay. get their inf- Nobody fact checks the listeners. Yeah. No, clearly the listeners have not been fact-checked. There is no record of my religious beliefs anywhere in the world, except for maybe the talk we had on the last podcast I was on. But but I am by no means... We did, actually, because it was such a churchy season. It was so churchy. Got a little churchy. Um, No, I am am definitely not an atheist. I am just not, like overly zealous in faith Mm -hmm. and it kind of weirds me out when people are okay um there was a lot of there was a lot of things that went on in token chains camp sort of the timbira group was a very religious group of people 
And um, there was a lot of that kind of stuff. And I just was like, okay, cool. Let me know when you're done. I'll be over here hanging out. Okay. Good Good to know. Uh, yeah. One last question for you. This is from our head of interns this week, Brandon Bryce. The, the, I let the we have uh, one intern who's the head of the interns for the week, and, and oh, I, we're friends on Facebook. Brandon Bryce, okay. Yeah, I just recognized the name because he added me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has a question for you. He wants to know. Yeah. Uh, last week, Coach said Cochran can sleep between Edna and himself. Uh, who would be the two people Aaron would want to snuggle in between? Now, I asked him. Who uh, are you talking about just this season or in the entire Survivor universe? And he said in the entire Survivor universe. Oh, wow. Who do I want to snuggle between? Okay, like who do I want to snuggle between? Or like we're out in the jungle I, and who's keeping me warm I at think night? It's, I think it's your way to answer the question however you choose. Okay, well, um, man, I don't know. If it was strictly like people that were going to keep me warm at night, yeah. Papa Bear is up there. <laughs> yeah. Is up there. It gets cold. And so you want to be around somebody who's like a big, like hot person. Yeah. I, I, it's like you, I hear you. You know, you get cold. You get cold. Like Jerry was the person that I slept next to before he got voted out. And he snored a lot, which was hard to deal with. But he was so warm. It was so nice. <laughs> yeah. It was so, the, so nice. The biggest problem then, here. I would say is that you like if you want are going for the warmest, you're probably picking like the biggest, fattest person, but that's also yeah. probably the smelliest person. Oh, I don't know that the two are. No, I don't know. You you think they're not mutually that. exclusive? Yeah, and like everybody just smells like a campfire anyway. <laughs> a really, campfire when it comes right down to it. We all stunk of campfire. I wish I was on your season. Yeah. Oh, well, we didn't have salt water. So apparently like that makes it not so bad. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we just all smelled like campfire for the most part. <laughs> okay. So uh, then, okay, so what if you weren't going for warmth? Okay. If I wasn't going for warmth. Oh man. I feel like this conversation comes up a lot and there have been like 15 separate occasions where John Fincher has made me list like, the three most attractive survivor men ever. And I've literally had to Google people to make the decision. It's pretty funny. <laughs> why, but, he, um, why is he ranking this? I, he's just very concerned. I think that he's in the top three, that he's not in the top three or he's, uh, he has to he's be in the very, top three. I, yeah. He has to be in the top three. I think that's, that's where that comes from. But like, I used to think that Adam Gentry was like the hottest survivor to ever walk the planet. And then I met him last year, and I was like, oh, you're kind of old. <laughs> I, that's, that's how I feel about most of them now, because a lot of the really, really cute ones were from very early seasons. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're 40. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. I liked you when you were, you know, my age. You're supposed <laughs> to still be my age. Yeah. Um, Man, gosh, Matt Elrod is awfully cute. Um, That's the second time he's come I'm, up on this one. I know. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but Shannon's pretty cute. She knows <laughs> Whoa, I love no. it now. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. There, recently, there's been some pretty good ones. Yeah. Um, gosh, I think that, like, there's so many. We have so many cute men to choose from. It's just, it's unbelievable. Okay. Albert's pretty cute. 
All right. Well, next maybe next time you're on, we'll go through the we'll put together the Aaron Lobdell uh, Men of Survivor calendar. Okay, sounds like plan. <laughs> That's good for next for next season. Yes, yes. Uh, John's cute too. He'll kill me if I don't say it. <laughs> and then here's one last question I have to, I have to ask you that I uh, skipped over yeah. before. Alex King wants to know which episode of Star Wars is your favorite. Now, is he asking? Are you a notorious Star Wars fan? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> In fact, I was just thinking, I don't even know how to answer this question, but I really liked the Ewoks when I was little. Yeah. Okay, so you like I Return you of the Jedi. I, I don't... I, is that the Ewok one? That's the one I like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't judge you, because I was born on the other side of the uh, Ewok line. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> I, love, I love when you pull out the How I Met Your Mother references. I <laughs> yeah. do love it. I do love it. Although I'm a couple of weeks too late because I just turned 30. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congr- congratulations. But, Welcome to the club. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, I mean, I'm totally, I love the Ewoks. Yeah. Love them. Now, if you're saying you just turned 30, this is, this is a little suspect in my book. This is making me feel like maybe you turned 30 like three or four years ago. No, no, really. Like, no, like three or four weeks ago. All right, we'll get totally this. just turned thirty, we're, and I thought I was gonna like wake up and have wrinkles and gray hair and be dead, but it turns out I'm fine. We are gonna get the fact checkers on this and, and make sure that you're, <laughs> you're being actually. Accurate. Here's an interesting thing. So I had a birthday in the jungle, like Whoa. in Token Teens. My birthday was like days before we left. I think we were like traveling on mm-hmm. my birthday or something. Yeah, and so all of the CBS documentation says that I am 29. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I've got that going for me. So I'm actually being more honest because when your fact checkers try to start fact checking, they're going to come up with the fact that I'm younger than I am. <laughs> okay. Well, Aaron, yep. I, I think this, this went very well. How close are you to your destination? Um, well, I'm sitting in traffic, oh. so I'm kind of, I can't see the city yet, but I'm getting there. Well, well I think this, this went very well. I think that, uh, there, you know, you could be in contention to someday be on the Rob has a podcast, Mount Rushmore. It's, it's a possibility. You, you may have to, you're, you're in the conversation at this point. Oh, really? You're in the conversation. It's it's not Give me a couple crack. of more of these and I'll get there. I'm a competitive person. By Survivor 28, you might be there. <laughs> hey, I'll take it any way I can get it. I love it. Anything good going on for you? Anything you want to talk about? Um, No, not really. I work a lot. My boyfriend's cute. Um, As a mustache. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, without the mustache, he's he's even a little cute with the mustache, but he's much cuter without the mustache. So <laughs> I'm actually I'm driving to Chicago right now because he's playing the Blackhawks tomorrow. So he's just getting in. He's a NHL hockey so. player. He is an NHL hockey. Oh player. my! Oh my goodness! Let's look at look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty, Rob. Okay. I'm pretty. All right. Well, <laughs> to, we no longer have to just take your word for it. <laughs> you have you have the professional athlete boyfriend to prove it. It's true. Okay. True story. Well, uh, and have a safe trip to oh. Chicago. Thank you for coming coming on to us. Give us your uh, Twitter one more time so we can uh, follow you. It is at emarilo e m a r i e l o. Now, what if somebody's listening to this in three weeks? Is it going to be at Aaron Lobdell? No, I mean check it. It might be. I might change it for some business purposes. 
but uh, I got some things coming up that I might need to be a little more recognizable and easily to get a hold of. Wow. But, you know, it's either going to be E. Marilo or Aaron Lobdell. Either way, Google it, you'll find me. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Thank you so much for coming on with us and, and have a safe trip, okay? Thank you so much for having me. Love it, always. <laughs> Take care. All right, everybody, there you have it. Erin Marie Lobdell, great job. And her second Rob Has a Podcast appearance. So uh, with that being said, why don't we go ahead and get uh, the co-host of Rob Has a Podcast on the line on the Rob Has a Podcast hotline powered by Skype. Let's see if we can get her and uh, see what's going on in Las Vegas as we try to bring on Nicole. If she answers. We'll see. Not good. Hello. Hello. Is this Nicole Sesternino? Possibly. Nicole, what's Who's going calling? on? This is Rob Sesternino, and you're on Rob Has a Podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Yes. Rob? Is, yes. You're a wiener. Oh, how dare you? How dare you, Nicole? <laughs> that was uh, amazing. That was that was very inappropriate for you to say that. Yes, yes. I heard someone else said it, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh somebody yeah. else did say that. Yes, Ozzy did refer to Ozzy last night not only referred to Cochrane and called him a wiener. Uh he also wrote something on his paper which had to be blurred last night. Yes, what did he write? Well, he spelt Cochrane with a K and not an H. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Ozzy totally scored points in my book on last week's episode. (laughs) You appreciated that. That was very... I did. I thought that wasn't a very classy move by Ozzy, who I've... (laughs) I've said nice things about uh, all this week, but I will say that Ozzy, that was a bad job by Ozzy. Uh, no need for that. But you know what? He, he, he played classy for two seasons. Didn't work. You know what? You got to remember that. <laughs> so, so he's allowed to do whatever he wants. He's earned points. He's earned points. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's, I like the more lively Ozzy. Now, is Cochran a wiener? I wouldn't. I wouldn't call him a wiener. Yeah, I've never really heard a person referred to as a wiener. I've definitely. I've certainly heard people referred to as a weenie, but I've never heard oh, that guy is a real wiener. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's going to be my new phrase now. That guy's a. That guy's a real wiener. I, I mean, of course, we remember during the Wiener Gate a few months back, which we covered extensively on the Friggin' Five. Uh, we right. never said, you know, this Congressman Wiener. He he is a real wiener. You know he's he's a he's a real wiener. He he does look like a wiener. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he actually is a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Congressman Wiener. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't know if that was fair to call Cochran a, a wiener. <laughs> I would call him a weenie. That would be. I mean, it's more appropriate. That seems more appropriate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all that and so Nicole, how is the uh, trip going? It's pretty amazing. I discovered my new favorite place in the entire world. Yes, and, and it's not it's, Thunder from Down Under? That's my second favorite. <laughs> okay. Second. My first favorite is the Sugar Factory over here in Vegas. It is amazing. Now, is that similar at all to the Sugar Shack? It's kind of like the Sugar Shack without 
Sugar the Survivor. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so it's a little similar. But they make these goblet drinks. They're 36-ounce drinks. Right. Um, for $36. It's a dollar an ounce, and it has, like, it has candy in it. Yeah. Now, do you need a 36-ounce drink? Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Do you need to drink 36 ounces of water in a given day? Um... You probably should, but definitely the 36-ounce goblet of Swedish fish is much more appropriate <laughs> in Vegas. And, Swedish... and, then it, and then it has it has Swedish fish in it. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so delicious. Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you currently on Survivor and haven't eaten any food in 30 days, but when you're getting this as a reward? What? Are you currently on Survivor and haven't eaten anything in 36 days and this is what you would want for a reward challenge? This, oh, my God. This, this would be the most amazing reward. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nicole. So I wanted to uh, get into some of this stuff. I don't know if you've been following the Twitter while you're in Las Vegas. I've been trying to. The internet connection at the hotel that we're at is not the greatest, but I have been... I have been following. Yes, your as much as I can. Your iPhone is still able to pick up Twitter. When I when I leave the when I leave the hotel, it's better, but it's, it's a little a little choppy here in the in the room. All right, Nicole. Well, let's see if you followed all of the Twitter shenanigans from last night, and there was quite a bit. The interns really were all over this. Big props to uh, Brandon Bryce. He did a, a heck of a job with the team putting this all together. So lots of fights last night. And um, let me, let's start with uh, one of the fights on Twitter was between uh, St- our own Stefan, Stephen Fishback, who I uh, matched mm-hmm. wits with all day on Wednesday as part of right. uh, CBS's social media takeover. Well, he went on mm-hmm. to then debate Russell Hance. He was in such a feisty mood from losing so badly in the debate to me. Um, uh, Russell- see what you did to him? Yes. You made him suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Russell Hance had tweeted, let me see if I can find this. Russell Hance uh, tweeted about uh, how they should never vote out Cochran. He says, uh, right. at Survivor Cochran is the one is the one to take to the end because everyone hates him. If they vote him out, they don't know how to play the game. That's what Russell had tweeted. To which okay. Stephen responded and said, um, uh, you're picking. You're great at picking jury goats. You voted out Shambo. <laughs> so, so, so he zinged him. Then uh-huh. uh, R- Russell Hance said to Stephen, "Best response ever." <laughs> F you, bitch, and he and he wrote it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stephen, but you lost. You got one point. You got, one point, Russell. You got served a little bit. F F you, bitch. Um, Did he put a pound mother effer? Yeah, <laughs> and no, he didn't say pound mother effer. Um, so uh, then Stephen said something to the extent of, "Well, it sounds like you can dish it out, but you can't take it." And uh, then Russell said, "WTF? Do I dish to you? I will now, effer." <laughs> Oh goodness! <laughs> I, I think it would have been more powerful had um, had Russell called Stefan a wiener instead of Effer. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think Russell is a wiener. Like I think that you could describe Russell as a wiener. Well, I think another word for wiener might come to mind as far as <laughs> his behavior on Twitter sometimes. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Russell also had quite a bit to say about uh, what did you see, Nicole, when uh, Brandon Hance was wearing Cochran's sweater vest at Tribal Council? It was adorable. Yes. And uh, then also during the reward challenge, uh, Russell, uh, Brandon Hance uh, was not feeling well. And Cochran had said to him, do you want to put your head on my shoulder? And then Co- <laughs> Cochran did. And then uh, both Russell and uh, Survivor Shannon were besides themselves. They could not, they could not believe what was happening. Um, <laughs> Is Cochran the new Delilah? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> but they were... Uh, uh, it's, it's love fest. Yes, you could only imagine what they were saying uh, at, at that point. <laughs> yes, I do know, but I will not repeat it. repeat it. <laughs> yes, and then uh, also, also um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, Russell has been mixing it up with Whitney for the last couple of weeks as well. Um, uh-huh. I think, and, Sh- and Shannon and and Survivor Shannon and Shannon. They both have been uh, teaming up on Whitney. <laughs> uh-huh. But then Whitney got into it with Johnny Fairplay a bit. Yes, she's yeah. she's so villainized with Whitney. Yes. Uh, and yeah, she's very villainized. I've heard. I've heard this. So uh, yes. Johnny Fairplay tweeted hashtag Wiener Play is better than hashtag Boring Play. Uh, thanks at Survivor Cochran. Uh, and then uh, she tweeted back to him and called him a uh, a chauvinist. How is that being chauvinistic? I guess because she says he hates women. Because he likes wieners. Yeah, <laughs> I guess what that that she called. Um, <laughs> She said that Johnny Fairplay is a uh, is a chauvinist. Oh, okay. How do you like that, Nicole? Well, you, I could see that typically, but I don't think so in this case. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then we also had another feud going on last night between Survivor Shannon and Ozzy. Uh huh. Yes. Um, I, I love this. I love the new Ozzy. He's like totally spiced up and wienered up. Yeah. So Ozzy on Redemption Island, uh, he says that Ozzy is going to be eating fish all day and working out. Now, I've never heard of anybody uh, working out on, on Survivor. What is he going to like lift up Keith and do bench presses with Keith? I don't know. Do you recommend, <laughs> do you recommend Nicole, uh, people working out on Redemption Island? I only is recommend it, Coach Chi. That's it. <laughs> yes. That's, that's very that's low it. impact. That's it. <laughs> is, is Redemption Island like the Big Brother house? You just like go in like there's nothing to do all day. So you do like bench presses and stuff all day? Yes. It's like, Keith, here, jump on me. Let me do a bench press. Because <laughs> you know how physical the Redemption Island challenges can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so he said he's going to be working out. So then the Survivor Shannon tweeted, uh, at Oz, Ozzy Luth, is it Luth? How do you pronounce Ozzy's last name? Luth? Luth? Uh, we'll call sure. him Ozzy. At Ozzy yeah. working out, look in the mirror. You couldn't spot a gym if it got in your face and punched you with a dumbbell. <laughs> oh, wow. Ding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that, so he, he tried to, uh, or he went ahead and zinged Ozzy. To which Ozzy said, just cause, to Shannon, Ozzy wrote, just cause I don't juice the bovine growth hormone like you, I could still beat you at anything that requires more than lifting. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you think of that, Nicole? This is some, this is some heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's, it's very heavy. And then uh, <laughs> Survivor Shannon wrote to Ozzy, um, 
whenever you are ready, pumpkin cakes, I'll give you a good old southern spanking, and I'm talking at Survivor Cochran type beatdown. What? Yes. So, all right, so let's, let's break this down. Yeah. He called them pumpkin cakes. Yes. And then what else did he say? I'll give you a good old southern spanking, and I'm talking at Survivor Cochran type beatdown. <laughs> so he calls them pumpkin cake, pumpkin cakes. He wants to give them a spanking and wants to bring in Cochran. It sounds I, a little a Cochran type oh. spanking. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Ozzy wrote back. This goes on and on. So Ozzy wrote back. Geez, I guess all those rumors about your hate are true. Just cause you were like fourth out doesn't mean you need to s talk. Now, we we may need to bring in at Rob's fact checker on this one because yeah, was he second out? Why is there? There's a lot of well. Last week, I think Whitney said that he was first out. That he uh, was first, right? And now Ozzie, which really upset him. And now Ozzy says he's fourth out, uh, which I don't think at Survivor Shannon corrects. Of course, no. Why would he correct that? <laughs> yeah, he just thought he was upgraded. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so and then uh, somebody else wrote uh. At Kermit the Pimp. I'm not sure who that is. Who's Kermit the Pimp? <laughs> bagged. Uh, How did he get involved? Bagged by Ozzy. He wishes he had the wiener to bag me. One thing is certain, though. At Survivor Cochran bagged him. So that's what Su- Survivor Shannon wrote. And he included Kermit oh. the Pimp. I don't know who that is. Uh, okay. And then Ozzy writes back to Survivor Shannon and Kermit the Pimp. You were on Survivor less than a week. Don't you think you should take Survivor off your name? <laughs> now, again, I said I mentioned to Aaron <laughs> the faux pas of I don't like the people who have Survivor in their Twitter names, but uh, like Survivor Cochran and Survivor John, uh, Survivor Marty and Survivor Shannon. I think it's I think it's uh-huh. too much. You don't have to put Survivor in your name, <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, you were on Survivor for less than a week. Don't you think you should take Survivor off your name? Hashtag hater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Survivor Shannon, now he has a very uh, a noble suggestion. He says, anytime you want to battle me in anything, please let me know. We can do it for at Ethan Zahn. I'll whip your skinny ass. Now, how about oh, this, Nicole? he's going to do it for Ethan. He's going to do it for Ethan. I think we should get we should get behind this. Do we want to sponsor a uh, a debate or a tweet off between at Survivor Shannon and at Ozzy L? Well, how can we make money on this? Like, who would win? I don't, like, you have money. Maybe, I put money down on Ozzy, and maybe, then it goes to stand up to cancer. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how we could do this. Maybe somebody who's smarter than us can figure this out, or maybe the interns can figure this out. Maybe it's like a marathon, and then you want to sponsor Shannon or sponsor Ozzy, and maybe we could do this for charity. We could set it up. We maybe we could do it on on uh, Rob has a web show, so you could we see could do Shannon. Yeah. You could see Shannon, and then you could see Ozzy. If they would do it, I think this would be good. Mm, or maybe we could even get Cochran in on this. <laughs> maybe Cochran could be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just be the wiener. <laughs> yes. Although until we do that, uh, as we said last week, we we always have to side with at Survivor Shannon in all in all Twitter feuds. And that, Survivor so, Shannon's always right. As as always, Survivor Shannon is all is always right. We don't we don't want to get on his bad side. <laughs> So he's not a wiener. Survivor Shannon once again is right. You win. You win. In this week's Twitter Hands feud. Down. Hands down. We love you. Survivor Shannon, <laughs> you killed it. 
Uh, Ozzy got served. You win again. Ozzy got you burned. <laughs> you don't want to piss that guy off. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why we love him. Yeah. And then also one one other one, uh, Johnny Fairplay was fighting with Parvati also. What did Parvati do? <laughs> she, I don't think she did anything. Uh, there was, you know, I think there was, it, it started with a bit of a misunderstanding uh, and then, uh, but then Johnny Fairplay just ma- made it no secret that he doesn't like poverty. Uh-huh. I think I think it actually was born out of a misunderstanding th- that was being had. But he, but he said, wanted to be clear. There's no misunderstanding. He doesn't like poverty, uh-huh. and he said he wishes that okay. he wishes he voted. Uh, he waited another day to quit so he could have voted her out. Okay, but she won. That's true. That's uh, he's not saying anything about that. He just says that he doesn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> and and she tweeted back at him, but she spelled his name wrong. <laughs> because she doesn't care. <laughs> I don't think. She, I don't know. So uh, so yeah. much being too much drama on Twitter. I mean, it's good for podcasting, but uh, I wish people that this is not what Twitter was invented for. Everybody. I was a little nervous that you were going to get thrown into the mix because you kind of did a little bit. And then if you got thrown into the mix, I felt like I would have to come in and defend your honor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's, the, <laughs> here's one of the tweets from Johnny Fairplay. He wrote, uh, at Brandon Hans is scared of women. At me hand is more of a temptress than at poverty shallow in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, that's Dawn's Twitter. Um, yeah. And he's and then poverty wrote back, uh, "What's up, Johnny?" With the name spelled wrong, he and he corrects her, and it's Johnny, not Johnny with an H. And he says, "Great, just bored of you." As in, go away. I don't really like you. Never have. I wish I had quit day four and sent you home. And then she okay. did. Okay, she did not respond to that. Yeah, no, because she probably just laughed. <laughs> uh, okay, well, there's a lot, a lot going on on Twitter. But the interns, yeah. they come, they're on top of it. And last night was the wildest night that we've ever had for Survivor Twitter. Oh, good job, Last interns. night, the Twitter was more exciting than the show. Yeah. There was more <laughs> drama on Twitter than there was. There was no double eviction on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. See, Nicole, <laughs> you can't go away anymore. See what happens when you go away? I know, I know, but it it's uh it's it's been fun uh trying to watch the show and catch up on on Twitter. <laughs> now Nicole, you will be back with us next week, correct? God willing. God willing. Nicole, I have I have a big announcement to make for next week's podcast. You know, I hate when we when you surprise me on the air cuz it's usually never good. Oh, this is this is very good, Nicole. I I hope you spend okay. you spend the next week working on getting your government clearance. My government clearance. Yes, you're going to you're going to need uh, level five clearance for next week's podcast because we're going to talk to a uh, government agent. Rupert? Nope, not Rupert. He's not been <laughs> he has not been elected to serve the government just yet. Okay, and and no one should ever give him any government clearance. <laughs> yes, we are going to be speaking with the, the specialist. Oh my god! The original double agent. We are going to be talking uh-huh. to Mr. Philip Shepard next week on Rob Has a Podcast. It's going to be a, a very a, a special specialist episode. Can we, can we wear our, our pink panties as we podcast? <laughs> you you very well may. So we're going to talk with Philip. <laughs> ask him what he thinks about this season, how everybody compared uh, Philip to Coach last season. And now we'll ask mm-hmm. Philip what he thinks about Coach. 
Wow, this is going to be pretty amazing. Should be pr- pretty amazing. So we will check up on isn't that. He, isn't he pissed at you? Uh, he was uh, he was upset with me over uh, mm-hmm. that he. You're I had, really you're really pissing off the survivors. Well, I I cleared up the miscommunication that Philip had uh, felt like I in a recent blog I had made on CBS.com I had said that um, you know everybody was mad at Cochran because uh, he switched, but last season that Philip and Andrea and Grant and Ashley that they didn't flip and everybody was and everybody was blaming that and he said that he felt like I was. Uh, throwing them under the bus. And I, I wasn't so much, I wasn't really doing that. I was more saying that, you know, everybody complained that Cochran flipped and everybody complained last season that those guys didn't flip, especially Philip when when he could have, when Philip was in that same position, they're like, Philip, you're six out of six. You should flip over to Zapatera. And he didn't. And everybody said he was dumb for not doing that. And it turned out he ended up finishing second and second place, which he probably would not have had he switched to Zapatera. So we'll yeah. talk to Philip about all that next week. Okay, good. And I'm looking Nicole, forward to that. I have a little bit of other breaking news that I'm being told that? in my headset. Uh, Who told you? Just, the voices in your head are talking to you again. <laughs> no, I have some breaking news. You know, <laughs> we have been trying to get in contact with uh, at Survivor John, John Fincher. We've been trying to contact. I he's dead. No, he's not dead. He was in Mexico. Oh, okay. And uh, after I get off the call with you, we're going to have one last call on this podcast. We're going to talk to John Fincher for just a couple minutes and ask him about... Why, co- why is there such a party when I leave? <laughs> Sorry. It's a, the, the phone calls just keep coming in. So we're going to get to uh, John, John Fincher. I almost said Cochran. John Fincher mm-hmm. in just a little bit. We might have to just call him Fincher from now on. Or Wiener. <laughs> what? Why would you call him that? Because <laughs> he's a wiener. <laughs> oh, Nicole, that's, that's uncalled for. Ozzy said it. It's fine. Not about John Fincher. But you could say it about anybody. <laughs> I guess so. It catches on. You're a wiener. It's, it's like it's like homie. Yeah. It's like, what a what a wiener. <laughs> are you my are you my wiener? <laughs> You're my wiener. <laughs> Have you seen my wiener? Okay. <laughs> uh, all good stuff. So Nicole, you want to get into some of these comments from last week? Sure, let's do it. All right, here we go. Uh, some of the comments from uh, last week's show, as compiled by uh, Brandon Bryce. Uh, he also uh, lets us know that uh, next week's HOI will be none other than Jordan Alper. Okay, so how do you like that, Nicole? New okay, HOI for very next week. good. Uh, let's see. Here's some things from my, my blog on CBS.com. Of course, I write the immunity blog on CBS.com, which you can read on the Survivor page on CBS.com. Uh, this is from Lewis B. Katz, who says, uh, now that he's alienated his tribe mates, Cochran will go to the, uh, will be the next to go to Redemption Island. Sneaky little red nose nerd. Boston Rob, Boston Rob, you hit it on the head. Couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) I'm a Cochran fan, but I can't figure out why he turned around and told his old tribe. He'll explain it later as to why he made the move he did. Why admit it? I I'd keep that to myself and let the tribe figure out who's trustworthy and who's not. Spot on, Rob. Look forward to next week's blog. Oh, good job, Boston Rob. And, and this is from uh, Kathy Verano, who writes, uh, In full agreement with Boston Rob, Cochran extended his game by a few days at worst and by 18 more days is best. One of the best moves on Survivor in a while. <laughs> okay. oh, Boston Rob, you're, you're so smart. Yes. smart. Yes, thank you. Uh, so, uh, let's see, um, 
This is from uh, CXIAO who says, uh, oh, Rob, I thought you used to work in the IT industry, the computer projects coordinator from Survivor Amazon. How come you are so terrible at math? <laughs> now, <laughs> now, I think this is in reference to a lot of the probability talk that we had from last week's show uh, about Cochrane and being able to pick the rocks out of the bag. I screwed up originally when I wrote my Survivor blog. I screwed up that Keith, who ultimately got voted out, I forgot he was uh, – he was – Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> it's hard to even explain this. Uh, Keith ultimately ended up getting voted out. So in my head, I thought he would have been uh, eligible to pick the rocks. And so I, uh-huh. I figured that Rick wasn't going to. I just made a mistake. I didn't count Keith as somebody who was going to be also immune from the rock picking. So I kept saying uh-huh. he has a one in eight chance. And he actually would have had a one in seven chance to pick the rock. And that actually helps my case of why Cochran shouldn't have picked the rock since there was a one in seven chance he was going to get it. Yeah. So, yeah. How about that? So, yeah. And I also wrote that blog uh, very early in the morning. I had not had coffee yet. And so, uh, but that's that's my bad. Should Yeah. I need a fact checker to read these blogs before I send them to CBS.com. <laughs> You mean a little paperclip didn't do math for you? He did not do math for me. Uh, <laughs> so maybe I should have Nicole proofread these blogs before I send them. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's good, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll totally screw it up. Yeah. I'm worse than the paperclip. Uh, this is from uh, Benry's Bongwater uh, on Twitter. Uh, who, who, he writes, uh, after that acting performance by Ozzy, even Playboy TV is embarrassed they cast him. <laughs> that's that's not nice. That wasn't. Uh, that's not why they're embarrassed. That's that's not nice. Uh, the Punisher ninety one says Cochrane Cochran knows the principle of Pascal's law. Never put yourself in a situation where you have to draw a bag of rocks. A rocket scientist later discovered this principle, but he wasn't so lucky later on. Who's the rocket science? Ro- rocket scientist. Uh, <laughs> let's just keep. We'll keep moving on. Uh, <laughs> Matt Kate Curran says, this season, John Cochran is to Rob's sister Nino as Boston Rob was to Jeff last season. Soon, Rob will be saying things like, Cochran is literally carrying his family on his back. Now, uh, some people have said I, I am too much with the Cochran love this season. I, that, I have been, that I have been loving the Cochran. <laughs> so sounds dirty. <laughs> I like I've re- I really like John Cochran. I've enjoyed him as a character this season. I have felt like there are some flaws in his game in that I'm not sure if he has a re- a real strategy going forward. I know he understands the game. I'm not sure if he has a plan. Uh so I I have not hope I have not been too much of a fanboy of uh John Cochran, but I do I have enjoyed him this season. I mean, who, like, how could you not enjoy him? He's he's making the season. Yeah. Um, That's all we've been talking about. <laughs> we've been talking a lot about Cochran. Yeah, uh, we, we talk a lot about the Cochran. Uh, Sadea says, this is the first time I listened to one of your podcasts. Do you guys get high before? <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a good thing or a bad thing, are they saying? Well, uh, he liked it enough to write a comment. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're saying that's someone who liked the podcast? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Kai, who writes, uh, Rob, man, you have the most annoying fake laugh I've ever heard, and Nicole is a close second. 
Jesus Christ, man, rein it in. We can tell you are fake laughing, so just don't bother doing it. You would never get a bona fide broadcasting job with that fake laugh. Absolutely no chance. I have never heard anything like it. The only person more annoying I have heard on this podcast is Billy Garcia, and at least he was actually laughing, even though nothing he said was funny. I don't know, man. You can delete this comment, but I think you should take it on board. Um, it, go- it goes on a little further. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it w- was it a Big Brother podcast and I was doing the Rachel laugh? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. That's yeah, it I- sounds like someone drank their haterade. Uh, is this is this Survivor Shannon wrote this? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna if ask- it is, we love you. Great comment. Yeah, great comment. <laughs> Wonderful. We totally agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, look, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kay. I'm sorry you don't like it. I'm not intentionally laughing uh, for effect. Um, I, I don't think I, I talk any differently than how I would talk in real life. I, I don't think I'm doing anything intentionally different. I may just I may just talk annoying in real life. So I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry Possible. that you don't like this. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid I can't do anything differently. This is the only. This is the only voice. That I have, but I will try. To, I will try to make sure I'm only laughing when I find something funny and not any not any fake laughing. I yeah, please only authentic authentic laughs on this podcast. I, I don't want to be fake. Yeah, so how about you that? Big phony. Yes. Um, hmm. Uh, let me see if there's any other uh, good <laughs> good comments for you. Oh, Nicole, we have to do our uh, in- Jeff inappropriate line of the night. Oh, there was so many. There was there was a few, and I think we're yes. just gonna have to go with the uh, the obvious one because I think that this was the one I wrote down in my notebook uh, when uh, we had the uh, the challenge last night uh, of the coconut water. Uh, now, Nicole, uh-huh. I know you you would not uh, do well at this challenge because you hate coconuts and spitting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff's inappropriate line that night comes to us during that challenge. He says. Uh, Whitney's getting a big mouthful. <laughs> very, very. I, I, I knew it was going to be that one. I think we all knew that. It would, it would have been the upset yes. of the year if that was not it. People suggested Sophie sliding down that pole, uh, <laughs> but I think we had to go. We had to go with the uh, the obvious one. It was obvious for a reason. Yes, obviously. Yes, and I was being sarcastic on Twitter when I said. That uh, it sounds like there's hmm, no inappropriate Jeffisms tonight. <laughs> uh, Nicole, what did you make of the uh, re- the people who did not eat during the challenge last night? Oh well, all right. So Eliza got really, really. I did. I actually have those. I have those tweets here. Also, if you want them. What happened? Yes, I think every season that they don't when people sit out during the challenge, Eliza gets very mad. Okay, but why did they need to play the challenge? They didn't. They knew they were safe. I'm going to take the food. Well, I was thinking about this because I would not ever want to sit out a challenge. But let's say hypothetically Albert wanted to play the challenge. Now, Uh if the team makes a decision we're all going to sit out, it's like a bad survivor move. Even if like deep down they all were saying – uh, hey, I really want to play the challenge, but there's this food in front of us that probably none of them wanted to speak out and be the sore thumb that says, hey, we should play the challenge, and then ends up getting voted out or seen as unloyal to the tribe because they said that. It was almost like groupthink on that one, even though, for all we know, they may have all really wanted to eat the stuff, and by the looks of it, maybe that was the case also. 
Yeah, I don't think they were thinking that at all. I think they just were like, right, listen, I'm safe. I'm going to eat. Yeah. I'm surprised that Coach sat out. Coach is hungry. Coach is, coach is hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, also, I believe, I could be wrong about this. I believe Coach did the same thing on Token Sheens, where, uh, yeah. where he also sat out to eat pizza with JT and Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they told him he's hungry. What did you think of, uh, it looks like that also everybody was hungry, including Rick's mustache. Rick's mustache has been starving. Yes. <laughs> you got to... Do you think he was he was he was hiding some food underneath there? I think to bring so. it back I th- to camp. I think that uh Rick may have put some stuff in the mustache and then had it later. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If you were on Survivor Nicole and Rick came home with all that icing in his mustache, would you would you lick Rick's mustache after the fact? I'd I'd slurp that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Joe Stone on Facebook wants to know what's a worse alliance name, the family or the friendship? Ooh, uh, they're both pretty bad. <laughs> what, did that, is Coach officially calling his alliance the family? Like, I know he's he's referred to them as the family, but are they calling themselves the family? You mean, is it official? Yes. Like, are they getting, like, name tags and stuff? Oh, yeah. I think that, uh, the name tags are on the next episode. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, will that be the new tribe name once the, it is down to just them? I think it's better than the stupid derivative of the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty stupid. That's that's screaming yeah. uh, inner, uh, inner Melonio, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Nicole, what did you make of, uh, it seems like Albert kind of wanted to do his own thing a bit. Uh, and he wanted to vote out Dawn, but instead they end up sticking with the plan of voting out Jim. I think they made the right move by by voting out Jim because Jim is more likely to be able to persuade people more so than Dawn will. See, I kind of feel the opposite in that Jim, while he's probably the better strategic player that they, nobody on the other tribe likes Jim. So Jim is not as much of a threat. I think I agree with Albert that Dawn is the bigger threat because everybody likes her and she's just a vote. That's like, Hey, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But I think Jim is, Jim is smart and you got to get rid of the smart players. Well, I don't think Dawn is is unsmart. I don't think she's unsmart either, but I think that Jim is really, he's always thinking ahead. But here's the thing. It's like Jim is always going to be a threat. Dawn is very much in like the uh, Sandra, like, oh, we don't have to worry about her. But... Okay, but Sandra, yeah, I guess you're right. Sandra won twice. Yes, and every, people are sort of like, oh, we don't have to worry about Dawn. Oh, she's so nice. And the difference between Dawn and Sandra is that Dawn has, can win individual immunity. Yeah, you see those her guns? Her yeah. arms are, are – she's strong. So Dawn – yes, she's Don't down in the, the numbers, show. but I, like, I'm not sleeping on Dawn. I think Dawn is actually uh, one of the bigger threats to win this game because uh, if she gets to the end, if she can somehow like – you know, if Albert and Sophie decide, hey, let's bring over Cochran and Dawn and then vote against, you know, or, or whatever. Like next week when they get down to five, let's say hypothetically, if um, Sophie and Albert take bring over Cochran, Dawn and Whitney and then all of a sudden they have five and then the other guys have four. Um, I'm just saying Dawn is, in a, is not in the worst spot. I can see what you're saying, but I, I think that 
I think that uh, Jim causes more, you know, more trouble. That's, but everybody knows, like, okay, oh, we, we all know what Jim is trying to do. I feel like people aren't like, oh, well, Dawn is so nice. She's not trying. She's not trying to win the game. She just wants to be our friend. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, you could, obviously, you could argue it both ways. Yeah. Jim is, like, for a guy who is a poker player, not really a poker face. Not much of a poker face, Jim. <laughs> we kind of know what he's thinking throughout the entire course of the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, Nicole, uh, before we let you go back to your Vegas trip, uh, is it is it true that uh, there is uh, you you are currently working on another edition of Nicole Has a Girl Cast? You're blowing my final announcement. I was going to announce <laughs> this uh, at the end of the show. All right, why did you announce yes, it? Yes, there is a girl cast in the works, and as a special a special prize you we are going to do a video show video nicole has a girl cast a video nicole has a girl cast wow all right double well, ding. And, and, and you're not announcing a guest at this time right i'm not going to announce it just yet i'm going to give a little C, uh, cts on it <laughs> but um it's you don't want to miss it okay all right so that we will be uh, looking forward to that and uh, all of our sh- all of our web shows are going to be through Vocal. So if you go to uh, vocal.com and you and you look for uh, Rob Sesternino, or you could get it through uh, my website, uh, make sure you follow us on Vocal also V O K L E because uh, then we get more promotion from them. They feature us on the front page and more uh, good stuff from uh, everybody at Vocal. And so, uh, how do you follow someone on Vocal? You go to the, you go to their page, and then it's, uh, it's underneath. They, sometimes it's called RSVP for the show, but it's really the same thing as follow. Oh, do you have to create an account? Um, I think you do with your you basically do it with your Facebook or your Twitter. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so uh, that all that's uh, pretty good, and uh, I think the people over at Vocal are very excited to have the uh, Rob has a podcast uh, franchise uh, on board. Well, so they, it's a, it's they a win-win. Be. <laughs> yeah. So good stuff, Nicole. Yes. When are you When are you returning to uh, Los Angeles? Uh, my flight lands at eight a.m. Sunday morning. We're going to pull an all nighter Saturday night. I don't no like sleep, I, I don't straight like, to the airport. I don't like to hear this, Nicole. Yes, it's true. <laughs> That's like, the plan. I don't like to hear this. <laughs> no. I'm going to go back to the sugar factory, get a thirty-six ounce goblet, <laughs> and stay up all night. Okay, I was uh, I was a little worried that this was going to be a uh, that you were going to be calling up drunk, and we tried to avoid that on the podcast. <laughs> yes, I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, Nicole. So um, until uh, later, you have anything else? I got nothing for you. All right, let's try to stay out of trouble. All right. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. There you have it, Nicole Sesternino. And now, one last bonus phone call of the day. Let's see if we can get in touch with Survivor John and see what he has to say. He's back from Mexico. I'm not sure where he went or what he was doing. He was uh, tweeting out pictures of a video of him at a hockey game. Yo, yo. Hello, is this at Survivor John? This is at Survivor John, the one and only. What's Who go- is this? What's, go- <laughs> what's going on? This is, uh, this is somebody from NAFTA. Uh, I'm, I'm calling up. I heard I heard you're in Mexico and tweeting about Canadians. <laughs> you're calling me on the wrong line. This isn't secure. Let me call you back. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, what's going on, man? 
not much. What's up? I heard you had uh, quite the chat today with Abby Marie Lowe. Yes, yes. Uh, now she, uh, we we had asked her uh, what. Uh, uh, the question that uh, was asked was something was I'm not sure if this is the right question that she answered this. Uh, which two survivors would you most want to snuggle with? And she said yeah, that. Tell me, I made the list. Well, she said that you always ask her who are the top three hottest survivors, and she gets the impression that you always want to be on that list. I, you know what? Ooh. <laughs> Hang on, I just dropped something. <laughs> This is a bad one, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. A bad uh, one. I, I, I don't think... I don't think... Sorry, I'm down to the neighbor's house. What I have think you I dropped? am on that list, Rob. Yeah. Regardless, regardless, I just dropped the battery to a MacBook Pro. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I think regardless of what I think, I, it sounds like E. Marie Lowe put me on that list. Is that true? Is that where this conversation is going? It done? sounds like she had to, she felt like uh, she had to or you were going to be mad. She asked me when what? It, it seemed like she felt it was like begrudgingly like she did it. Oh, she, said, well, she didn't want to do it. And I guess I have terrible. to because uh, he's going to be upset if I don't. Well, pathetic. I dislike her. Oh, well. uh, oh. She's my new enemy. I feel like Mertz Jaffer now. <laughs> You've made an enemy. Please, there's enough <laughs> I'm feuding. Gonna, I'm not going to return her phone calls for six months. There's enough survivors feuding on Twitter. We don't, we don't need to add another one to the list. <laughs> Um, no, uh, actually, it's funny. She called me a little while ago. She called me maybe 20 minutes ago, and I told her that I didn't want to talk to her because I wanted every question you asked me to be fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to rehearse any responses. Okay. Uh, anyway. Good. Well, how I, was your chat with her? What other questions came up? Well, I would say, this, you, know who's a, you know who's a surprise for me that I met actually two weeks ago? Jed Hildebrandt. Yes. I think he's, I think he's incredibly handsome. All Thailand, Thailand Jed, for the people who don't have uh, memories that go back that far. Correct, exactly. I had never seen his season, but I met him, and then he and I actually partied for Halloween because I happened to be in Dallas. Good guy, and his wife is amazing. Yes, Survivor Thailand also uh, is going to drop on DVD, I believe also the same day as Survivor Amazon. Wow, look at that. You can finally watch Jed's season. When are they going to sober up and put uh, and send uh, Samoa to DVD? Who knows? <laughs> I think so. Um, anyway, so uh, Fincher, I've been looking to have you back on the show. And can I can I call you Fincher? Because uh, I don't want to say actually say John Cochran yeah, instead of John Fincher. I'm not I'm not sure what I'm what I'm hearing and, and what I'm reading, but I think it's sort of a complimentary thing to be called by your last name. Is that yes, not like the universally agreed upon thing in the survivor realm? Is that's, that what's going on? If so you may certainly call me. Shinshu. That's what the word is. You know, I had a uh, an epic debate with. Uh, at Stephen Fishback yesterday uh, on CBS.com. Fishback, as I like to call him. <laughs> yes, and Jeff Probst uh, teased it, and he said that Sester Nino was going to be uh, having a debate against uh, Fishback. Wow, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. All right, so we wanted to have you on for a couple of weeks uh, now because uh, even before the uh, Purple Rock Gate with uh, Cochran, we spoke to one of your fellow uh, castaways, Monica Padilla. Uh, Rock and roll. Yeah, we were so we were already in a Survivor Samoa kind of mood. Uh, so right. then this whole thing came up last week with picking the Rock, and uh, you are uh, you just you just say no to Rock. 
I just say no to crack oh, yeah. in the rock form or in any other form. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm actually open to, to choosing rocks. Um, however, in the situation in which I found myself, I would not have been uh, well served to do so. But uh, I'm open to choosing rocks. And, and by the way, Cochrane's situation was much different than mine. I've been comparing it more so to like a Shambo situation than my situation. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, picking rocks isn't something that you, that you want to find yourself doing, but in a game where there's such a, such a insanely high component of, of luck and chance anyway, um, sometimes you just have to pick rocks, you know? Okay. Well, yeah. how was your situation different than Cochrane? Cause I'm not, uh, my, again, my survivor Samoa memory is not, uh, perfectly vivid. And maybe it's right. not for some people also. So how is your situation different than Cochrane? So my situation happened like this. There were 10 of us left. Um, four of the 10 were Foa Foa, if you count Shambo, right? Yeah. Uh, wait a second. Now I'm, now I'm fuzzy on this. Now, now your stupidity is wearing off of me. <laughs> Who's left from Foa Foa? Please, Monica. Jason, Monica didn't. Re- Natalie and Russell. So there's four. There's four from Foa Foa. Plus Shambo makes five, right? Yes. Now Shambo hates Laura because Laura mistreated Shambo, similarly to the way that the it is. I think it's Savai members mistreated yes. Cochran, yes. right? So now he's a, he's irritated and he doesn't feel liked. He doesn't feel like he's part of the team. So to him, it's more attractive to be on the bottom side of the other alliance, right? Right. Now, I'm not sure that's actually the best move for him, right? But my situation was a little bit different because some people think that I had, like, had this deal with Russell and I thought I did, and I was under the impression that I would vote off Laura and on the second, on the, you know, on the revote, and that he would just tuck me under his wing and take me to the finals. That was not the case whatsoever. I wanted to wind up in a final three situation with Jason sitting on one side of me and Monica sitting on the other, two of the most weakest, you know, perceived to be the weakest players in the game, right? So that's that's much different. I, I was trying to manipulate the situation and, and make moves towards getting in a situation that was really, really good. And, and how I would have got there would have involved sort of the pendulum swinging back and forth, right? Yes. The key, the key to my move was not Russell Hans. It was actually Shambo who would promise me that the next vote she would ask Mick, right? So when I got voted off, Mick should have gone home. Now there's three full of full left plus Shambo. But Shambo isn't exactly against John Fincher because she likes me, right? Right. So it's not exactly four on four still. Shambo's still kind of on my side because she's not voting me off. Now in that situation, I'm not going home eighth either, so I'm there about seven. Yeah. And then maybe we swing back, and that's when I get, uh, you know, Brent isn't going to win individual immunity because I'm there and I'm a stronger competitor than he yeah. is physically. Yeah, yada, yada, and yada. Exactly. So yeah. it's much different. Okay. Ask me another question. Go ahead. <laughs> so, oh, now, so and also, you, does this count as having me back on the show? Because you know, I'm old school. I like to do my meetings face to face. Okay. Well, I just to wanted to, that this was sort of an emergency. We needed to talk to you last week about about the <laughs> you, rocks. You had, you had me on alert five. I was out of the country. Now I'm back, and I'm all yours. This is true. I'm for, forgiven. Yes. Carry on. Uh, and so then, uh, you did not like this move for Cochran, even though you liked uh, your move for you. Oh, first of all, correct. 
I I I like my I like my move for me at the time. Now clearly you could say that you're an idiot, John, because you shouldn't have counted on Shambo. She's she's too volatile, right? So maybe I would have done things differently. However, I, I'm not fully convinced that across the board I dislike. I think there could be some redeeming flaws. Yeah. Um, right. That didn't make the cut. And things that I was talking about is positioning yourself in, in a way. And, and I, I really think that that coach might be well served again. The problem is, is he didn't do it well. Like, you know, he, when, when he did it, there's a way to do everything, right? And you can make the same move and it can be perceived completely differently depending on how you do it, how you execute it. When he just leans over travel council and says, hey, guys, it was me, right? And then, then there's no talking, right? you got to go all the way back to camp. And then it's nighttime when you get there and you can't talk to everyone. Right. So all these people are just stewing and they're getting more and more angry and the animosity towards Cochran grows. Right. Like that's not how you do it. But, um, I'm not sure there is a good way to do it. Right. But I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Now, I also wanted to ask you about your brethren from the West side. Uh, I had, had called you guys, but you were your fellow Venetian, but uh, you said that you're you're not technically from Venice, California. Uh, <laughs> you're 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 uh, yeah, your countrymen of of the West Side, Ozzy, uh, gone back this season, and now uh, ultimately is now out of the game. Right. So what it, what is going on on uh, is the West Side of L.A. in up in arms this afternoon? Oh, so so uh, now I understand your question. So you want to know if if Venice is popping with uh, you know rumors that that Ozzy is out and he's not coming back, and not necessarily rumors, but you want to know if people are up in arms that Ozzy has been sent to Redemption Island. Is that your question? That is correct. No one in Venice cares about anything. What? <laughs> no one in Venice cares about the real world. <laughs> what about Survivor? It's a bunch of art. It's a bunch of artists. They don't watch TV. <laughs> a bunch of creative types mixed in with some apathetic types. No, Venice is a cool place to be. Um, but uh, I can I can assure you that no one no one cares about Survivor. Now, that I can be, that you can be sure of. Not even the possibility of Ozzy running the table at Redemption Island and coming back into the game. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. There are rumors that he won. There are rumors. There are rumors that Ozzy's the winner. So we will see how accurate the Venetian rumor mill is. But uh, there are rumors. All right. Well, we don't we don't trade on rumors on this show. Everything exactly. we do is based in fact. Value-based value based trading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll see. But uh, keep an keep an ear to the grindstone over in uh, on the west side. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, have you gotten into? I know uh, you used to be active on Twitter. You you hardly ever tweet anymore. I saw I saw you did tweet today that you you couldn't wait to talk Survivor with a bunch of people that didn't include me. A bunch of people that don't because, have a podcast. Because, because first of all, I ran out of character, and I just wanted to really make uh, Eliza jealous. <laughs> um, so, including her closest people, I, I thought would be the best way to accomplish that. Oh, so you, that. Did, you did this all to spite Eliza? Exa- exactly. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. 
No, no, no. Yeah. Knowing, I wrote that text knowing full well that you and I would actually be talking. <laughs> oh, okay. <today. laughs> that was a wish list. I was only, ha- I was only half serious about the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, and you, and good job on you to not get involved with any uh, survivor feuds because there's been a lot of that going on on Twitter lately. I, you know, I've, I've seen that. I saw so, and I sort of asked Andrea. I was like, "What's going on here?" But I, here's my question: Is Shannon's never serious? There was one between Shannon and Ozzy. There was another one between Stephen Fishback and Russell. Yes. There was another one. Uh, was there another one that I'm missing? There was a few last night. Last night, we, there was more more drama on Twitter than there was on the show. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I did see an exchange between, between Russell and some other people saying, oh, you know, critiquing some of Russell's tweets saying, oh, then you should have taken Shambo and John or whatever, you know what I mean? Or then you should have taken Shambo. And I think Russell's plan was sincerely to take Shambo. The problem is he had to beat Brett because if Brett gets to the final, he doesn't have any shot at winning. Yeah. You know? So. Okay. Um, Hey, I'm working on uh, casting this Finchler. It's not going well, though. It's not going well. I get, who, who, do we have any new prospects? I actually got asked on Facebook if there were any prospects from this season, and I said no. Whoa. No, I actually had to Google the season to make sure that I wasn't missing anyone, and then I said no. No, nobody. Who would you have thought would be a, would be a potential uh, contestant on the Finchler from Survivor South Pacific? What about this Michaela? You know what, Michaela? I met her actually in Virginia. I think for a second. First of all, I didn't know who she was. She looked so different in real life. Um, but uh, I thought she was cute on the show. I thought she was athletic. I thought she had that uh, thing. But she and I didn't actually talk that much. So I don't really, uh, hmm. I don't really know. And based on her gameplay, uh, I mean, we didn't obviously get to see that much of it. You know what I mean? It was Wait, just so- like. Her doing nothing, and then she was axed. So I don't really have much to base that off of. Wait, you know? gameplay is a criteria also for being cast on the Finchler. I mean, you are the you are the director of casting. You tell me what the criteria. No, gameplay is, is not <laughs> a criteria. If 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 we're looking at, at gameplay, good you know, good luck on finding uh, you know twenty babes for this show. No, I mean absolutely, but I think as a tiebreaker, right? Someone that performed better on the show, you know what I mean, it becomes more attractive than someone who performed, you know, poorly. I guess so. Right, but, uh, but then again, you're never going to find yourself in that situation anyway. Yeah, who cares? Uh, and then what about how are we doing on how are we doing on contestants? So, what does the current cast look Not like? Not good. I don't think we've ever gotten anybody to say yes to being on the show. Pathetic! I'm firing you. I'm firing. We you. get a lot of. <laughs> we get a lot of listeners that want to be on it, but nobody that right? we actually, ever actually interview ever says yes. Should we have a Should we have a dating game with the listeners who want to do it one day, and then uh, twenty listeners call in? We have a conference call out of our minds, or is that pathetic? Uh, well, we can do it. Would that be fun? Uh, we could do it as a as a. Uh, we started doing a web show, and we can have like uh, like four people up on the webcam at once. So uh, this might be this might be an interesting way to do that. Maybe in the off season we'll figure out a way to do the Finchler for real. I I think we might have to. Uh, I think we might have to work that out. Okay. Who else were the potentials? Let's talk about the potentials. People I, always talk about Parvati. You always talk about Parvati. Yeah. I missed her at your birthday party. I apologize again for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else is there? Uh, who, Marie Lowe was uh, was on uh, was on the table for a while. People, I think, because of proximity and seasons. Always thought Monica would be a good catch. 
Kelly, perhaps. Are we going Survivor only, or are we adding the Amazing I mean, Race? I, I, I guess I guess we could put whoever, but I don't know. I think we uh, just got to keep asking. Yeah, I don't I'll know. Just, I'll just keep I don't asking know. around. We have to figure out what the limitations are. I mean, if we open this up to more shows, maybe it becomes more interesting. Maybe we include all of the Bachelor contestants. Maybe we can include, include all the Amazing Race and all the Big Brother contestants and then all the Survivor contestants, of course. I don't know. If I don't you, know. Do you want me to put... Put have the interns like uh, putting out the feelers on Twitter and and expand the search because if we just wait for me to interview people, it may take a long time. Whereas I have this, but I think that's the beauty of it. I think we keep this a long running thing that's only half serious, and then who knows? Maybe it materializes and for for some you know unknown okay. reason downstream. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Um, well, uh, John Fincher uh, at Survivor John, thank you for uh, for coming on with us at least for a couple of minutes. My pleasure. Sorry, I've got to run. We've got uh, the old uh, center ice box for the Canucks game tonight. So, You're such uh, a hockey nerd. I, I'm such a hockey nerd. I love Canada. What are you going to do? Oh, hey, um, before I let you go, um, Ozzy called Cochran a, a wiener last night. Is that is that slang on the over on the west side? Does that mean something else? We do have our own diction and our, you know, sort of uh, parallel word choice and usage over here. Um, but I, I cannot say with any level of uh, confidence that that uh, means something important to anyone else besides Ozzy. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe right. he was trying to, you know, uh, uh, you know, make a play on words and allude to the first syllable of his name. Uh, Maybe. I, I don't know. It was wordplay? I, I don't know. Yeah. I also heard that I had a description I saw of, you know, how Ozzy's, uh, when he wrote down Cochran's name, it was blurred out. Yeah. Partially. yeah. Right. I did see, actually, Andy Denhardt had written something saying, you know, like, Oh, maybe it's a thing, but it's just Ozzy, so it's probably just you know he spelled it incorrectly, <laughs> and I think that's probably the close to the closest to accurate. I don't uh, think so. I don't think so because because he, he spelt it he spelt it right in the past. <laughs> Has he? So <laughs> it's not I, the I first know. time like, he's voted for him. I think I I know that I, I I'm I'm fairly confident that in real life Ozzy is not thrilled with Cochran. Yeah, I so. well he the the previous time he voted for him he called him Cocktrain C O C H T R A I N right Cocktrain correct uh, and, um, and he had an H there in Cocktrain right that's always a good way to win win uh, jury votes as well but whatever <laughs> I guess he was so confident that Cochrane wasn't going to make the jury that it didn't matter I'm not sure <laughs> well uh, at the point I think everybody's already on the jury at this point. No, well, oh, now, oh, earlier, right? earlier. But didn't he try to ax him before? I thought when he yeah, yeah. talked to him, that was pre-merge, when, right? When he so voted, he, don't forget the details on me. So I'm sorry, I, I, I was, I got confused. With that when he voted Cocktrain, I think he meant it as a term of endearment. I think. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, very good. Good stuff. Um, are you are you missing the wife? Do you need to talk to me about anything that you would otherwise share with her that no, I can help just, you with? I just talked to her. For? I just That's talk, what the interns are for. I just talked to her for a good uh, thirty minutes, so uh, I'm good. Right. Yeah. Good. Very good. Yeah. Okay, bud. All right, buddy. Well, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Adios. All right. All right, everybody. There you have it. John Fincher in a marathon mega podcast. It's funny how these things get uh, much longer when uh, Nicole is not here. And uh, 
having to pee. So uh, that's uh, a lot of fun. Lots of fun with you guys today and uh, lots of fun coming this weekend. It's uh, not 100% yet. I'm waiting for an official confirmation, but we're looking to get a uh, podcast going with Gordon Holmes uh, over the weekend. And I think we may try to do that one as a web show so that we can then take your calls live and get your survivor questions and check in with Gordon Holmes, who was actually in uh, at location for Survivor South Pacific, and hear what he had to say about meeting these guys before the game started, what he thinks about the show now, and uh, check in with what he's thinking about this season of Community. So uh, look for that over the weekend, 99%. Uh, and I will uh, once I get a confirmed time on that, I will let you guys know so you guys can uh, be in the chat room for that. And then uh, until then... That's about all I have for uh, this week. So uh, thank you guys uh, so much. Be sure to uh, you know follow us on uh, Facebook fan page and on Twitter and uh, be part of the conversation because it's the pretty much the most fun part of doing this show. And don't forget to join us on Tuesday morning at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific for the next edition of Rob Has a Web Show. We'll see you then. Take care.